too. What I if? mean, it's a matter of rights at the end of the day, isn't it? Like exactly, hey, you want people I, to witness you. That's a good way to do it. Someone else, then it's all I good. think the yeah. entirety of the Sunset City cast deserves to have their rights stripped away after that. Jesus Christ, Wayne, why? <laughs> So welcome, everyone, to another episode of Sunset City, a Sonic podcast for the modern and classic age. And if you guys notice, we've always, like, switch around the modern and classic when we're opening this. The classic and modern age. I hope that joke comes across. I really hope it does. I was really proud of that. Wait a minute. It's because, ah, <laughs> uh, there's classic Sonic and, Mo oh, I see how it is. Yeah. The generations thing. It's taken, I God, thought it we took us always... Took us like welcome. It took us generations to get that joke. The way past. <laughs> anyway, I'm Nick, and again, I'm hosting it because our good, good boy cat thing, Cirrus. If you want to say hi, Cirrus. Uh, hello. Uh, my my thing says stream still waiting. I don't know what's going on. Ah, uh, we're still static. As you need to refresh, Cirrus. We're still static as well, but no big deal. Yeah, no, I was going to get into that. Yeah, I'm still static because uh, I don't want to mess with it. Uh, I'm our temporary host of the stream because Cirrus usually does it. He is in week two of his subathon, and uh, we're really proud of him. I don't know how you're still alive, but you're you're still here. I, for better or worse, for better or worse. Nick, put your fucking shirt back on. Never, not ever. I have to show off these amazing tats, <laughs> these tit tats. So what you're saying, amazing. So what you're saying is, like, <laughs> you're not gonna, you're not gonna take your shirt, put it back on. You have to just like squirt out all that milk everywhere. Anyway, we also have Wayne, who we usually joke about being dead, but I think this is the closest he's ever actually been to death. How you doing, Wayne? I'm hanging by a thread, but I am shiny <laughs> in chrome. <laughs> we talk about a lot of chrome stuff. That Buzz Lightyear, I really wish I got that Buzz Lightyear thing, though. If not for Puppet. That's Pup, a nice Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. I think, I'm not even the hugest Toy Toy Story fan, but I just, they did such what? a good job making that so appealing. I want a Buzz Lightyear with his cardboard rocket ship. I you still can think get Toy them. Story 4 is better easy. than people gave it credit in for. In fact... You know what we could do? Next time I'm in Disneyland Paris, I could always pick one up for you. I, I wouldn't say no to that, but I'll I'll take a look around here, see if we can run into one. But we also have Channel Pup, the resident Toy Story fan. How you doing, Pup? <laughs> there we go. All right, yeah, so all right. <laughs> today is going to be our final Halloween episode, and I don't really know if we're going to have enough stuff to talk Halloween Sonic stuff next year. So let's go out with a bang. Uh, we're going to talk about our favorite kaijus, as they were a huge part of the franchise for a, a large chunk ah, of it. But before that, huge. god damn it. Before that, we do have a little bit of news, kind of. For instance, you can now play Sonic 2 on the Nintendo Switch. Again, for $50 a year. And, he, and you can do it with a Super Nintendo controller if you bought the Super Nintendo controller from the online service. So that you can engage in sacrilege, you mean? I'm not interested in any of that shit. Girls are ready to be broken. <laughs> also, I have one piece of news, by the way, that I didn't tell you guys about beforehand. So before we go into the main topic, just let me know when I get my chance. You got it. Uh, well, I mean, I guess it is just kind of quasi-sonic news. Uh, the Nintendo Switch expansion pack uh, service came out. Which I was initially very excited for, and I was very much on the... I thought the $50 was a bit too much, especially since I was only interested in the Nintendo 64 games. But now I'm um, 
I'm definitely not feeling it because those games look like hot trash on the service. I what are you I saying? Was fine, you... I was fine with the price until the service ended up actually being really shitty. Yeah. So you're saying you don't like hearing "Welcome to Mario Kart" in six frames per second, audio included? Is it really that bad? Mm. Oh, Have it you... is awful. It is and terrible. Mostly in multiplayer. <laughs> mostly in like four four person split screen multiplayer. On single player, I haven't really noticed a whole lot of trouble. People have noticed some input lag. Although to be perfectly honest, it's not a lot more than what's ever existed since like the original version of said hardware. That being said, there are a lot of technical issues between shaders not really uh, rendering right, textures just not blending together the way they're supposed to be and everything like that. It is a shoddy, sad excuse for a Nintendo 64 emulator coming from the company that created the original to be uh, to begin with, and then they're charging an absorbent amount of money for something that barely fucking works when you're trying to do online multiplayer and the only shit that actually delivers on what it was supposed to be was Sega games. Sega is still doing what Nintendo don't. Amazing, dude. What a weird, wild time to be alive. And that that Genesis controller says Nintendo and Sega on the back of it. It's really, really weird. This whole ordeal is so strange because like you have a sign, you have stuff that like if you showed us as kids, like if if you were a child in the 90s and you showed somebody that controller, they would immediately start trying to like burn you with a fucking cross or something because that's just straight up heresy. But now we live in this world where Nintendo is simultaneously dominating a lot of the console market and also fucking up in every other way. Just just why? I think partially because of a change of leadership, isn't it? I mean, they've been they've been making these mistakes since the Wii U, though. Like these aren't well, new mistakes. And a part of it for me is that it's just like the Wii U emulator is not maybe top of the line, but it is comparable to playing on the original uh, versus like, I don't know if you've seen those uh, those images of like, I, I think I may have sent them to you guys. I don't know if the audience has all seen them. But there are some images comparing the way uh, Ocarina of Time looks in a certain area of mm. the Water Temple. Yeah, how the fog the, is completely unrendered in this one. Yeah, yeah, and the the reflectiveness of the water is gone, and instead of like actually being we like a, a, a flat <laughs> uh, a flat texture, it's it's all just like panels that are split up across each other, and it looks atrocious. And I am uh, I'm really disappointed because I was happy because it's like while I like Majora's Mask 3D, I was excited about the prospect of having a portable Majora's Mask that's actually closer to the original. But so much of that game is built on its atmosphere and God damn, like that opening scene of Majora's Mask is so much of that is lended to the way it's like in this hazy dusk sort of uh, sort of environment and everything. You take that away and you're taking away part of like what what builds up that game. It, it mm, I'm not happy. I'm not it, Nintendo fan is unhappy. Uh, well, that has I been, got my Retron pocket, too, normal. and that's uh. That allow me to do the original game and uh, Banjo Kazooie ROM hack. So, I guess I'm gonna Fair. stick with that. <laughs> and as for me, that's what my phone is for. I have, I, I literally have a Bluetooth controller that I can snap my phone into and just play the games that way. Well, um, uh, moving on from Nintendo, Pup, what did you have to share with us? There is a new patch for Sonic Colors Ultimate. Um, it released on the Switch at the very least. 
Uh, oh yeah, you were point, using that when you were on my stream. Yeah, 1.0.5. And I'm pleased to report that fuck all has changed. Um, <laughs> 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 I am still the whole unable time. to complete Rival Rush 6 because the game seizes up. I'm still unable to complete Egg Shuttle because the game freezes up. Still no Eggman firework. Still janky as fuck. Um... So, I mean, I guess Sega are responding to the criticism that you could 100% Sonic Forces too quickly in that they've now made it so you can't 100% Sonic Colors until it's properly patched, which it may never be. So It's like an MMORPG version of Sonic. The I'm next patch will always add more content. Sega have very much learned their lesson, it seems. And this is <laughs> Dude, right you should have... You should have heard him on stream. Was it, was it yesterday? I want to say. Yeah, I was like, what, yeah. What, so what has changed then? I was like, yeah, the whole fucking time, Pup's just sitting here like, okay, and let's see here. Are the dancing wisps at the end of the credit sequence? Nope, that whole thing's still fucked. Just like going through one by one. I'm just like, I'm just. Also, the, the audio two. still doesn't play at the right times as well. Like it's just, it's still a fucking mess. Like I get the whole release now, patch later mentality, but how much later? God damn it. My my thing is everything right now feels like a freaking basketball court where nobody's got hands because everybody's dropping the goddamn ball. <laughs> <laughs> but Wayne, if they don't have hands, how do they hold the ball in the first place? Nubs. <laughs> it's. I mean, I understand, and you uh, we everyone didn't you. You're seeing this everywhere. <laughs> like we're in pandemic times, so releases are going to be a little bit shoddy, but. The point of these ports, these lazy-ass ports, is to just re-release something nice and easy without there being these messy new releases. And they somehow made the worst of both worlds with this release. It is embarrassing. Oh, yeah. well. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I've had, I gotta, once we're done here, I gotta go back to editing the fuck out of this gargantuan video I've been trying to do. <laughs> and I've been worried, like, because it's been like a month and a half since that game released. And I was worried that some of my criticisms were going to be just outdated at some point. Nope. But nah, it, you're still good. You're still good. It's ridiculous, dude. It, it's, not even, it's not even that he's still good. It's that those criticisms are amplified by the amount of time they haven't been fucking fixed. Yeah. And yeah, I it does make me wonder because it's like... Uh, I feel like uh, Matt McMuscles' videos on the, you know, the the What Happens series has been a nice insight as to what goes on in the game industry, um, you know, on a uh, development level. When we we oftentimes just see the final product where everything's just kind of a mess and, and stuff like that. And a lot of it is not due, uh, due to uh, the people we often think it is. And it's usually from causes that are really hard for us to, to know about as outsiders of the industry. Right. We can make predictions and, and we can make assessments and everything, but they're usually going to be wrong. Um, and it makes me wonder what exactly, because I always assumed pandemic or not, like there was some level of like, eh, people could uh, work on a lot of this stuff remotely. Maybe that's harder to do than I think it is. It, it, I don't know. It just makes me wonder. It's like, what is it really like uh, being, you know, being like one of the uh, the people working on this stuff in the middle of the pandemic. There was um, a video that looked through, I think, Glassdoor reviews of what it's like to work at Blind Squirrel Entertainment. And um, if it's anything to go by, I think those kind of staff reviews kind of portrayed Blind Squirrel yeah. as a company that kind of assigns the wrong tasks to the wrong people. And like, while they don't necessarily do crunch time, 
they will be like, oh, you work in uh, this department? Okay, well, you got to do this job and this job because, like, we don't have the people for it. Yeah. And, um, like, that kind of very much explains quite, like, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't. It could be that, like, you know, someone who actually worked at Blind Squirrel could say, nah, that's bullshit. This, this project went ahead just fine. I don't know. But, like, mm. it would seem that, you know, there is some poor management at Blind Squirrel. Obviously, a lot of responsibility falls onto Sega as well to say, you know, this isn't good enough. But allegedly also, like, Blind Squirrel would not show Sega the actual product. I'll let them have hands-on with the product until very late into the game as well. So it's like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, ooh, you know. That feels really awkward. Like, that's one of those things that if you're a, if you're a publishing company and you're handing a project out to somebody and they're just like, we'll show you later. Like, at some point, that's where you go, (laughs) okay, (laughs) it's time to Metroid Prime 4 this thing. I'm throwing it to somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, Well, that was exactly what happened. You lose the contract, you know? It's funny because that's exactly what happened with Prime 1. And um, I mean, it worked out, but not until leadership changed. All right, guys, we are now how long into it? And we've got our first Metroid mention. And it didn't even come from Wayne this time. <laughs> yeah, it did not. Uh, play Metroid, pup. Uh, that said, uh, <laughs> I don't think... Uh, <laughs> wait, what? Hey, you, you, you're either going to play Metroid Dread or you're going to watch my video about it, damn it. Uh, the countdown to Klonoa begins. I mean, oh. November is pretty, yeah. pretty soon here. Oh shoot! It is. Yep. So, uh, were there any other bits of like Sonic news at the past week? There's, I mean, Ow. there's bits and pieces, and I'm seeing chat kind of bring some stuff up here. Um, no, guys, we usually don't talk about Ranger leaks. We can if you want. I mean, I know a lot of people are interested mm. in that stuff. Um, there's certainly that that Zippo leak of Mania oh, Two being canceled, but I mean, it's. I mean, that's the kind Zip- of stuff we've uh, heard Zippo? bits like and the pieces lighter? about. No, I don't know the, what to think about the same person anymore. who the same person who leaked uh, that there was an adventure two and one remake that got canceled. I just I don't I don't know how much stock I put in any Zippo leak at this point. Mm. Not to mention canceling a Mania two project does not necessarily mean that Mania two isn't still being worked on. It just means that a, an iteration of the project is not being worked on right now. It, it does. It does come off as a, a a bit strange when all of your leaks center around projects that don't end up existing. Yeah, even down to like Sonic Rose as well. Like that wasn't a thing in the end, was it? That like, was never that, a thing. I've literally only heard, heard one person ever talk about it, so I I think that was always bullshit. Because I got to be honest, I'm still not going to be surprised if the Sonic game that we're getting next year isn't even going to be called Rangers. I haven't really even wanted to call it Rangers because I'm still not convinced that that's, that's 100% the name. Well, that's one of the leaks, apparently, is it's going to be called well, Sonic that, Frontiers. Well, that was something that was, that was accidentally put out in an official Sega press release. Yeah. But again, like, it's still in progress. It could be that the name of the project changes. I mean, let's not forget um, Sonic Unleashed in Japan was called Sonic World Adventure, and it probably would have been referred to as Sonic World Adventure through much of its release, uh, through much of its development time. But then when yeah. it came to the states and was localized, it was changed to Sonic Unleashed. I'm not gonna lie; I think Sonic World Adventure sounds way better. But like, yeah, it's more fitting. It is. I mean, I I I think that fucking werewolf is Sonic stupid. Odyssey. But I mean the I mean the overall objective of that game is definitely much more fitting of where I don't know. I don't yeah. like Unleashed right now. It, um, it, yeah. I, I am world... looking forward to replaying that one. Um, I am too. But uh, that like is... Uh, Generations' yeah. is working title was like Sonic Blue Adventure or something? 
blue as opposed to like literally anytime Sonic is around? As opposed to Fire <laughs> Red Adventure. No, it's because they're doing blue <laughs> talk. The two Sonics are, are talking blue to each other. You know how I mean. Mm. I just want blue? like Sonic oh. with a harmonica like going around places just trying to get people to listen to a <laughs> shitty music. Ah, so you want Sonic Underground again. Got it. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. I took everything <laughs> back. <laughs> we already we have Sonic with a harmonica at home, Wayne. Plays Sonic so Underground. So we don't have any like concrete information on like the Rangers stuff. Shall we move ahead into our kaiju's? Yeah, no, I don't. I'm not really interested in in hearsay or 4chan posts or shit yeah. like that. Uh, I'm uh, Tom Topis in, is in here. By the way, Tom, I recently just saw your re recent video. Pup, your cameo was fucking hysterical. But that was a Thanks. really, really good video. So if you haven't seen Top Topics uh, talking about uh, Sonic design, you should go check it out. That was a really good video. Oh, uh, also, guys. Uh, let Whisper this bit. Um, on our list, I just does the does the final boss of Sonic and Knuckles count as a kaiju? No, 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 no. no. Okay. Ah, uh, robots no, don't I mean, count as kaiju's, do they? He's a kaiju, which is not kind of like necessarily. You build got, robots to fight kaiju. We've got a certain other robot in this list, but I just I feel like he really belongs here. I agree. Um, because he does kind of get into more of a just a giant terrifying horror kind of a thing and there's stuff because to say he's about a him. he's a supernatural robot that's different yeah a little okay bit. okay and so yeah because I, I guess the kaiadai robo was a mech i guess so the, clo the closest thing you can get outside of that is like mecha godzilla but at that point gundams are kaijus right i, I never considered mecha godzilla a kaiju though i considered that like a um a really big kind of a kaiju though because he's got the original godzilla's bones in him for whatever that's worth so the first of the kaijus that we got to discuss then. So wait, the hang on. Our... Before we get into it, let's let's give them a, like a proper introduction here as to what we're actually talking about. Um, okay. We've got a kaiju-sized topic for you today. Well, for our final <laughs> Halloween episode, uh, we all kind of decided maybe it's time we talked about some of the scarier bosses and stuff like that, and that kind of does fall into the kaiju area. Um, I I think it is worth noting the Sonic and Knuckles boss because it did kind of help, even the Sonic Two one where we get the big mech then we get the larger mech it does kind of play into sonic versus this larger than life enemy um which has been persistent through a lot of the the franchise going forward but um i guess what do, what do they mean to you guys specifically like this type of supernatural horror that seems to go beyond like the cartoony goofiness that robotnik it, usually brings to the table i mean so, oh go on wayne sorry I, well, I guess to me, it's like, a, I think I've, I've probably mentioned this before, but I'm a little biased uh, just because uh, SA1 was my first Sonic game. It's just what I immediately associate with Sonic. And Don't say it what feels your favorite like... is until we rank them. No, 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 no. no. I'm just saying didn't. that okay. um, these <laughs> larger creatures, these supernatural forces, because I'm not just thinking of one in particular. Yes, he is my favorite, but... Um, it's like it just anytime something like that shows up, it just feels right to me because that's just what I uh, I think of when I think of like, you know, big final Sonic boss or like the ultimate evil that he has to overcome. Eggman has it, this is going to sound so incredibly wrong, and I'm very sorry for what's about to come out of my mouth. But 
Eggman has always felt like second banana to me. I've always felt like he works as a foil to accidentally unleash one of these greater forces that he cannot possibly hope to control. I've never thought him as compelling of a villain just on his own. That's so I, I disagree that he's not compelling on his own, but yeah, I yeah do... I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying my own perception of him. Yeah. So I, I guess for me, I agree that having Eggman be the one that unlocks these things I, I've always liked for me the way that the way that all these things operate for me, with the exception of a couple of them, because there's a couple on this list that don't fall into this. These all feel like problems that ancient civilizations had to try their damnedest to figure out how to manage. And Eggman comes and fucks it up later. Yeah, like for every for everyone on this list, like they they all feel like not necessarily an essential part of the world. Uh, they're not like it's not like the old gods in World of Warcraft or something where they're an essential deity that you can't kill or you fuck up the world. These are all just things that are literally unkillable by their nature. So they have to be bound. Just about every one of these has to be bound in some way. They ca I, I can't think of a way that you'd expunge one of these guys outside of one outside of one of them. No, two of them, two of them that we have actually killed on this list, which mm -hmm. we'll get into when we talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's just kind of how I always I, I always felt about it. I always felt like uh, Eggman, I think, definitely can work as the uh, the ultimate like big bad that you're that you're working against. And I think that's where he belongs. I don't want to I don't want to give anybody the wrong idea of, of how I think uh, Dr. Robotnik fits into this universe. Um, it's just that I feel like. God, it, it, I enjoy him so much more when it's just him getting too big for his britches and thinking he can control something that is just so beyond him. And uh, that's just always where I find him to be the most interesting. I think that's best shown in Unleashed, honestly. Like, oh, yeah, that's like the, that. That's a big one for me. I love that, the way that's handled. Like, like, I don't want to talk about, you know, Gaia just yet, but I think my favorite parts of Unleashed are watching Eggman try to take shortcuts and Every single time he does, you just know, oh, this is going to get a little worse for you. So the thing about Unleash's opening that I think is very interesting is that it starts at the end of your classic Sonic story. Um, mm -hmm. And that just kind of gives you the indication that things are going to be taking a, a different turn going forward. I think Robotnik kind of peaked at, in Sonic 3 and Knuckles in terms of him being the overall threat. Like the Death Egg, uh, the Master Emerald chase in in space i think all of that shows like i don't know like it really that game like it, it it built up knuckles as as this rival and they they played out his story as well as you could in the 16-bit era but i really do feel like they the sonic versus robotnik by the end of the game was just so so well done like you had to do something different if for the next big game and i think that's why they steered into chaos as hard as they did because they already did the the robotnik thing and um i think that's why chaos made such a big splash splash yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah. ignoring the <laughs> ignoring the practical reasons we went with chaos which was what which was that the dreamcast could render water really well so they wanted to make an enemy out of it outside of that reason yes nick you fucking punch it it did. Anyways. It did always feel like, uh, because <laughs> I, I do think that uh, you are right, Nick. Eggman in uh, Sonic Three Knuckles 
good god he is uh he is an enormous threat and that is definitely him just like trying to control something that uh he has no business tampering with and um seeing like uh i i think shoot why can't i think of the name of any of these levels right now the the float the floaty island one sky sanctuary um sky sanctuary that yes one. howl's moving um, castle basically <laughs> okay, uh, well, <laughs> uh yeah there where you see like the uh is it the death egg yeah is it the yeah. Death yeah the death, death egg. egg and it's like this really huge threat and everything like that even in the midst of all of that it still felt like it was him tampering with with something bigger but it was just kind of him knocking on the door essentially and almost like he was starting to get the idea it, you know with him like uh messing with angel island and everything like that that's when we really started getting these hints that man there's something beneath the surface here there's something that we just don't understand that's just hiding underneath uh the tyranny that we see eggman uh already like putting forth but maybe there's something worse out there. Maybe there's something bigger. Because, well, like, in, in Sonic 3 and Knuckles, he's not dealing with an entity so much as he is an energy. It isn't until, like, Adventure that he starts trying to manhandle things that have sentience. And yeah. there's where his mistakes get way worse. Smacko, the floaty island one. That's literally every zone in that game. <laughs> <laughs> They're all on the floaty island. But like, it, I mean, it, it it does play. I really love, and I can't wait to talk more about it when I finally talk about the adventure games. I really love how cohesive those two games are. Even if Adventure is a soft reboot, there there's a lot of cohesion between three and Knuckles and Adventure, especially mm -hmm. in terms of what Eggman is doing. This horrible narrow, narrow focus that he has, where he doesn't always seem like he's trying to do evil things, but he he's just he doesn't give a shit about the consequences of his actions. Where he, yep. he sees this big powerful gem, he wants to control it. Uh, but you know, this beautiful giant floating mystical island, he just doesn't give a shit about. Like he's gonna take this thing, even though it's going to destroy this beautiful, unique ecosystem. This island yeah. and culture means nothing to him so long as he can play with it. Yeah, and he's just he going to put this giant jewel into another thing that has his fucking face on it. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, he's a man that holds reverence for nothing but his own genius. Yep, and then what's he do in the next game after that? Oh, my time with Master Emerald showed me that there's something else going on. Let's go fuck with that. And then <laughs> we're going to use it to our own accord. And it's going to start messing with these other unexplainable super powerful things that just wreck a fucking city it's ridiculous yeah so i guess what we're saying is the first kaiju on our list is dr eggman right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but hello yeah, let's, your let's immenseness size but he is very thick but we should yeah <laughs> we should actually get into the first of them that really kind of kick things off which would be perfect chaos how does everybody feel about our our big gooey boy I don't know, Nick. Did we make an entire video about this a year and a half ago or something? I couldn't tell you. Nuts. I have no idea. I wasn't sober for that. <laughs> I've never drank. I don't know. <laughs> How's that happen? I Okay, so I I don't want to reiterate a shit ton of the points that we said in that video, but like I I think the best thing about chaos, and it's the thing with, with a lot of the things on this list, to be honest, but one of my favorite things about him is that he is a character that can only ever express himself through his actions and the way that he reacts to other people. Like he's almost in a blind rage and he's just being directed by Eggman through the majority of the story. 
And then as soon as he's strong enough to ignore Eggman's directions, he just goes full fucking genocide because that's all he can think of because that's what he literally got taught by the Echidna tribe. Like that's what was done to his people, depending on which version of chaos's origin you want to go with. If you want to go with, he's like a primeval force, or if you want to go with the mutated Chow thing, either way, he was protector of the Chow and all he was shown was murder and genocide. So what does he do the minute that his leash is gone? Exactly that. Mm -hmm. Well, I thought yeah, it... in the final story, he didn't have any emeralds left and he just went out and grabbed all of them. Uh, right? That is true. But at that point, he finally knew where they all were. No, 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 no. Well, he had he had the six. He had he still had the six emeralds. Uh, he was just missing uh, the one in Tails's plane. That's all. Yeah, because he didn't have to go find all of them. Not to mention at that point, Eggman had been like Eggman had been beaten and thoroughly separated from chaos at that point. So if memory serves, like there wasn't a, yeah. Cause like he was literally just going around in the, in the, in the jungle at the end of there, he didn't yeah. have chaos at his beck and call like he normally did. And he was surprised to see chaos. Like he had lost control of him at that point. And, and Eggman just wasn't useful to chaos anymore after that. There is it. I, I don't know if it's because like we we got to see more giant horrors and and Sonic games going forward from there, but the that tease because we always knew Perfect Chaos was coming, but like that tease for him be in the mm. like in the, the stuff leading up to the game's release and of course in the opening uh, CG itself, just the anticipation for that giant monster to finally show up was was palpable for me. Like every yeah. little bit of that game, I was excited for, and man, they they were really hyping up this fucking you know makeshift biolante you know well because when you fought the when you did your first fight with chaos like he was he was sonic size right mm -hmm, like maybe yeah. a couple inches taller than him he's tiny as shit but if you were you know if you're a perceptive kid that opening cutscene, you know what's happened you know what's going to happen to station square it, it it's right there you know that there's going to be a giant water monster and the very first thing you see in sonic adventure at all is the battle with chaos I never actually thought of it as a tease until you mentioned it like that. What What's interesting is if you're playing that as like basically your first video game, like I was, it, it's like, Jesus Christ. Um, I had never really seen uh, a medium that was able to bring up tension and suspense and everything in a way like that. Uh, whether or not that's a testament to the, the game's capabilities, I can't really say for sure. I'm definitely like... Uh, again i'm biased but it was just man the build up to chaos was so cool there was something so threatening to the entire game to me but i also loved every location in it just being around like everywhere uh, even station square there was just this hint of uh of a threat and um that was because i knew chaos could be anywhere at any point he he's uh, coming out of like uh, uh, he'll leave through like drainage pipes and stuff like that. And um, uh, Eggman can show up with him whenever he wants to just fuck with us and, and take everything, uh, all of our hard work for himself to uh, to create his monster. It was uh, it was creepy. And it was like even after beating Chaos Zero at the beginning of the game, you know nothing about Chaos other than he's this water monster that you may or may not have seen in the opening uh, cutscene. But he's like, um, you know, even Eggman is just kind of egging you on. He that was unintentional um, where he says, uh, you know, this is like the God of Destruction. And it's just this foreboding thing that's so cool. 
great. Yeah, I like chaos if, a lot. If you're going into that knowing anything about Sonic games prior to that point, and it, it's a very weird transition because like the Chaos Emeralds are always in Sonic's uh power in the classic games. I mean the Master Emerald getting, you know, chucking loose by by Eggman is one thing, but you still had super forms and high performs and all that other shit there. But that entire game never once allowed you to, you know, special stage your way through and, you know, obtain a Chaos Emerald that stays in your control. The whole mm -hmm. game is teasing you like, no, there's an enemy out there that can take advantage of them and their threat grows every time there's another one. So that anticipation is there is like, okay, what actually happens when this gets all seven Chaos Emeralds? And at the same time, it's also like, it's such a great introduction to the first time we see the modern version of Supersonic. Like it just, it builds up that transformation so beautifully. Like nothing up to this point called for, for Supersonic. And it's the first time narratively that we see him actually come into come into form and taking on another another creature that technically has the same power he does. It was it was such a cool fucking ending to that game. I it's it's one of my favorites of all time. It's it's so cool. Was that the first game where an antagonistic force actively utilized the Chaos Emeralds? All seven of them together? I think so, yeah. Oh. Yeah. But Pup, you've been pretty quiet. You have anything to say about Chaos? Yeah, like um so I think yeah, like the decision to move from like Dr. Robotnik creating like giant mechs and stuff to Dr. Robotnik utilizing a greater power. You know, it's still in line with his character, but I thought it was a very good move and I think Chaos very much represents that shift in a kind of a, you know Dr. Robotnik's mentality. It's kind of, as we've said earlier, the logical continuation from Dr. Robotnik wanting to use the Chaos Emeralds and the Master Emerald. Now he's using Chaos itself. And I think linking that character to the world of Sonic as well uh, kind of very much enriched um, kind of the mythology of the Sonic universe. And um, yeah, I think for that reason, like the fact that the Chaos Emeralds continue to be like a Sonic staple, like Chaos will still have some sense of relevance to him and um like yeah as was stated you know what's going to go down the second you see him especially when you see him consuming the chaos emeralds and growing and like when you get that final kaiju form he is terrifying like people must have drowned in that incident and like i wonder if he's salty you know if you tried to drink him <laughs> would you choke but like um uh, <clears throat> but like um i know kamas sure is Oh, oh, would you just fuck off? <laughs> but like, um, <laughs> can we also just take a moment to talk about the difference between Perfect Chaos's design in Sonic Adventure and then through to Sonic Generations, where he's got much more of a reptilian look to him? What, what do we think about that? I mean, that's I... kind of what he looked like in the concept art, didn't he? And I think it looks closer to what he looked like in that CGI like opening as well. I think they said in an interview or something that the way the Ka Perfect Chaos looks in um, his boss fight in Sonic Generations is kind of what they were going for back on the Dreamcast. I noticed that. Like... It was a very interesting change for me. I wasn't bothered by it. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, even fine. just... I think it's great. Uh, honestly, the one thing that always stood out the most to me as a kid in that opening was not even just the giant water form itself, but that eye. It's a it's very reptilian eye that just kind of like it's this gross, like creepy thing. 
Uh, I think it fits him perfectly, yeah. Do you guys feel that Sonic taking him on in a standard form takes anything away from Perfect Chaos in Generations? I think it more just represents that Sonic has gotten stronger over the years. Oh yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, because I'm like, uh, you know, Sonic and the player have both been through this rodeo. We we know chaos. Uh, I was just happy to to be there again to take him on. But this is an older Sonic. Uh, Sonic in Sonic Adventure One was definitely a, a lot more of a, a little hothead. He was a little piece of shit. And like, um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you listen to that man talk. You tell me I'm wrong. And um. And uh, I don't know. I I really liked uh, the way that that fight uh, went down. I it doesn't have like the same sort of like narrative strength as I think. Like you know, obviously the the Sonic Adventure fight. Definitely not. That's but, actually yeah. Go on. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, for, for me it was fine for you know for what Sonic Adventure uh, what Generations was doing. Like something I would say though is like I think in a way it's like a testament to how shitty the storytelling in Sonic Generations is, is the fact that it's like Sonic is going up against the first kaiju god of destruction he ever went up against without his super form. We could have had like a cutscene and be like, wait a minute, I'm not even in my super form though. Or have maybe someone else be like, oh dude, you're, you're not in your super form. And then he's just like, don't worry, I got this. Like we've done this before. Like you could have had a little subtle a thing cool there. Yeah. Scene yeah. To get well, the player I... hyped or to get the tension up. But instead it's just treated as, Oh, Sonic just dropped into this, dropped into Station Square, and is like, oh, it's, it's you, <laughs> you know. Well, it was definitely past the point where I I was really caring about the story in Sonic games. Um, again, I uh, I didn't play Sonic uh, Generations for the first time until like last year, and at that point, I'd been so jaded from the idea that Sonic was actually trying to tell any substantial narrative at all. Um, and so I preferred that they just got that shit out of the way because they're not fucking good at it anymore and um they were just like you know what we'll sacrifice any narrative strengths that we could have had if we actually wanted to commit to this and we'll just make the game consistently fun i don't mind that but it's still just like any professional company should be able to bring us at least a little bit of both like mm -hmm. it i get it like this the story in like sonic generations has the one strength in that it's pretty much irrelevant but it's like the thing is i get it's kind of in response to people that generally say sonic stories don't work but i just think the simple solution is just make it so you can skip the cutscenes. simple you know <laughs> uh sonic stories only don't work if they're not written well basically yeah so sonic unleashed is the one story that works <laughs> for uh, uh pontac and graph kind of yeah pontac and graph yeah. didn't write sonic unleashed Oh, I saw. I got mixed up with generations. I guess that was before then. <laughs> um, yeah, Ooh. it's like as much as I yeah. heresy, because <laughs> I I adore the I adore Sonic Adventure One. I adore a lot of its narrative elements, and I really appreciate a lot of things about Sonic Adventure Two. But they're not really great, like written narratives. Localized, anyway. You know, that's all uh, I can really, really uh, I, critique. You got on. me there. That's fair. Yeah might have worked better. I mean, like, when they started playing it out in Sonic X, I, I don't really think that show's good overall, but, like, when you have it in, like, a shonen anime kind of format, it, it feels like it works just fine for me. Uh, I thought the strongest parts of, at least the second season, first, whatever it was, before they went into space, was the adaptations of the adventure games. 
So. Did, did anybody else hear something just now? That no. Yeah, it had the sound of you being a little pussy bitch boy. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Okay, are we, you boys and you're flirting. To remember to take down the super chats, by the way. Remember to take note of those, just because. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost I... missing them. Oh <laughs> uh, no. yeah, sorry, sorry. Do we? Are we done with uh, chaos? Are we happy? I'm pretty. I'm pretty happy with with chaos there. And again, I didn't say it out loud. I know Puppy posted it in the chat, but anybody who's given us super chats, we greatly appreciate it. We are always keeping an eye on the comments. Um, we are going to read the super chats at the end. Uh, just wanted to let you guys know we're not ignoring you. We just, you know, don't want to keep interrupting the show. That said, you, if like... you're wondering why Cirrus <laughs> has been silent, he's uh, currently in the bathroom and has been for almost 10 minutes. <laughs> he's taking his own little chaos. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's a point, though, because you see chaos coming up out of the sewer systems. Chaos must have some shit in him. <laughs> Yeah. That's the you most important thing. Out. There's probably some cum, some shit, some piss. So basically, when Supersonic rolled through him, he came out with an STD or two. The idea that Sonic there just, just like he goes through his brain, he comes out covered in shit. It's just like ah. It'd be <laughs> great if there's just like I a hit, giant uh... alligator swimming around in him. <laughs> sure, <why> not. <laughs> I think um, Lego Dimensions actually. Um, well, while Sirius is gone, we can't move on to the next. Did, one. did Lego Dimensions put poop in him? No, Lego Dimensions, though, they did have a Kaiju Chaos final boss, except Chaos retained <laughs> his Chaos Zero design just in uh, his uh, giant Kaiju form. But he also that... had, like, a fire mode as well, which was really interesting. Chelmix, <laughs> that's why Sonic's eyes turn red. He's got pink eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's good shit. I think... I think Supersonic is immune to whatever horrible disease he might pick up inside Chaos's poop chamber. Jesus. Well, um... Chaos's poop chamber. No, uh, Cirrus is just gonna have to catch up with us here at this point. Uh, yeah, let's move on to our next giant kaiju, and that would be the Bio-Lizard. I, um... I personally thought this thing looked fucking stupid. Um, it was just a thing that was there because Perfect Chaos was in the first game, and I don't know. I I thought Shadow was the way more interesting and you know antagonist of that that particular narrative, even if he turned good at the end there. But do you guys have and, um, uh, nice when to say? the when the bio lizard is kind of shuffling around, chasing you, putting its head over its shoulder and shit? It just reminds me of like a dog when you scratch its butt. Like it's got the same sort of <laughs> overall body language. Um, <laughs> And yeah, I think it's really fucking adorable. But I just, I still love the comedic value in that, like, Gerald Robotnik was making the ultimate life form and he went somehow from giant lizard to hedgehog. You yeah. know what was I, never really, you know what was never really explained very well? Is, is Black Doom's DNA in Bio Lizard 2? Or is it just in Shadow? I mean, I would assume uh, they were both. Huh. Because in Shadow of the Hedgehog, we get the scene with like just Shadow in the in the capsule, and Adventure Two kind of implies that Shadow was made well after Bio Lizard. So, do you think uh, Bio Lizard was just the first failed attempt at Black Doom to create like his perfect bio weapon? I think that Bio Lizard was the first attempt to to, however fuck however the fuck Gerald was planning on curing Nids. I think Biolizard was the first attempt at that, but he has a life support system 
And I think that the issue with Shadow the Hedgehog was that they couldn't get a way to make him survive. Hmm. And it was because he had a life support system and Shadow couldn't survive without one till he had Black Doom's blood in him or some shit. I'm glad he he went the Dr. Connors approach and just decided that the best way to cure any disease is to create giant ass lizards. Yeah, right. <laughs> freaking lizards. Peter Parker. So what you're giant saying is lizards. That's you're when the bio is... lizard just looks to Shadow and says, poor Peter. Parker. <laughs> <laughs> no, Hello, Sonic's Peter. Just running, no, Sonic's just running around no, with a mother. camera with his, his name signed on the back of it like a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, and, and then he's like Shadow's, like, he's about to fight and Shadow's like, he's not alone. <laughs> so basically, Sirius, what you're saying is that Bob Kane is Gerald Robotnik and Bill Finger is uh, Black Doom, is what you're saying. Yep, right? that's that's where we're at. See, that's why that's I don't treat the Shadow the Hedgehog shit as canon. I much prefer it as Gerald Robotnik was doing this and there was no Black Doom. It's, I mean, I think there's more the, fun to be had yeah. with the creation of those if they were allowed to play with it because, we, you know, you got some dorks on, on Sonic's uh, payroll freelancer otherwise that would love to expand upon that particular story a little bit more. As far as I'm concerned, like, the Sonic canon is just like, the classics, Sonic Adventure 1 and 2, and then Sonic Unleashed, and Shadow stayed dead. I love this, the, the comments here. It's Gex Knights and Geico. Like, that would, make, that would make way more sense if the bio lizard was the next next step was Gex. Gex is the ultimate life form. We have to, we have to make the bio lizard smaller, and we have to give it Black Doom's blood. I Aha! See, I Alien see Gex, that let's go! I want see, that what, mod. But no. Sonic looks at the biolizer and then like, he turns over <laughs> and leave it to me. It's tail, it's time. tail time! And then the entire fight is just <laughs> Gex in his shitty low poly just making <laughs> references to shit that nobody got back in the 90s. Like he's just, uh, you look, you look deep enough at his paw and there's just like a little TV remote in there. <laughs> oh my god dude oh that'd be so good i love it chow mix i'll mod it <laughs> More chow <Fuck mix>. yes <laughs> is it is it gonna be we is it gonna like be as good as, as a burger guy in adventure 2 is we literally need good? chow mix to make the mods of like the sunset city lore like put the bees in there <laughs> but put nick milk in there somehow like make Let's... chaos made out of nick milk <laughs> How would um, you insert me in there? Just shove tits on all the characters. You don't just know you're modded on Rouge the Bats. What happens to you, you piece of shit? <laughs> it's perfect. It's we, no, it's perfect. not only that. Your voice. You have to record all of her lines. And we put your voice over her. All the world's gems are mine to keep. By the time this is done, the adventure games are going to be this disgusting thing where you're just talking to Gex, the fucking piece of shit. Imagine like a full <laughs> Sunset City adventure mod as well, like with the, all of the lore pieces. The in little there. skeleton dogs are now pups. <laughs> just... This is Pick where my up, parents. This is where my parents died, Gex. It's tail time. <laughs> the little kaiju who could. Oh, <laughs> anything more to say about the bio lizard beyond Gex? <laughs> I so I guess I'm the outlier. I like the bio lizard. I also uh, like. I like. I like it. I like, it, I like it fine. It's it's I just like a soft puppet with wires. Scratch its ass. Like 
Like, here's the thing. I, we we yeah. love this thing, but we also know it's done. He literally fights you in space with a giant space colony dildo up his butt. He's I, wonderful, but dumb. I know, it was hot. <laughs> I mean, and he's got <laughs> massive bubos on the side of him that Wait you just a minute. smack. Wait, is there a reason you've been tuning into all my streams that you're not telling me? You got some weird fetishes over there, buddy. You better shut the fuck up right now, sir. It's fair, like, he has pretty <laughs> obvious... He has pretty obvious weak spots and stuff. They could have just said, like, oh, yeah, the bio-lizard's a little sunburnt. Hit him here, you know? Well, <laughs> I, I actually thought that they said something about him, like, swelling because of the amount of energy that was coursing through him. Thanks, like, boy. I could have sworn there was a line, uh, like, a throwaway yeah. line about that. He's coursing with Nick Milk. Hit the final hazard's massive pink. I mean, oh. Nick Milk would give you tumors. So, uh... <laughs> you gotta else? hit the giant clitoris. It's gonna... <laughs> 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 Only Sonic fans can all over find again. the clitoris. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Jesus. Can so, we get like a an edit of the final scene from End of Ava, but with Sonic? What would, would it be Sonic strangling Amy? I'm such a piece of shit. <laughs> I actually feel really sorry for the bio-lizard, though. He's, as Chowmix says, he's got Eggman's nose stuck up his ass, and he's just battling <laughs> towards Earth, and he does he's probably not enjoying it. I you get know, the feeling that he's not enjoying any of it. He's swelling up, and he's, rather than having medical attention like he needs, he's getting smacked by <laughs> two hedgehogs on his giant clitoris. <laughs> the bio-lizard's the ultimate life form, has multiple clitoris. Poor fucker. Yeah, <laughs> So, uh, after that, a surprising character to add to our list afterwards is none other than Metal Sonic, as he turns into Metal Overlord. Um, I don't really I have many thing. nice things to say about that, so I'll, I'll let you guys uh, go for a bit. Oh no, I want I want to hear I want to hear you rant. I I think this is uh, an egregious, ugly piece of fucking garbage. I hate that stupid junk pile garbage monster with all my heart. I I think it's ugly. I think it's useless. It looks like a Swiss Army knife gone wrong. I fucking hate that thing. The most that it I have to say help about that the that, sorry, the wait. fight itself is so shitty. It's shitty, and I, it, have... I can't fight that cool looking Metal Sonic anywhere in that game. Fuck. The most I have to say about this one, I'm going to say in the ranking. But for now, let me just say, I don't rate it. It takes away a lot of the mystique of Metal Sonic. And like, yeah, like it's just way to completely miss the appeal of Metal Sonic as a character. Like the cool, sleek fucking design is just not there. It just, it's just gone. And the worst, the worst thing about it isn't even his actual design. I don't actually hate the Metal Overlord design that much. What I hate about him the most is the things surrounding him. We couldn't get Super Tails and Super Knuckles. God, they had to be me. like, they had to have fucking Sonic give them shields. Shadow's just sitting there like, I got a super form, guys. I could help. <laughs> also, his stupid speaking voice as well. Just like, the whole thing is just like a series of, like, missing the point. Like, I, I love the idea, because it was shown, I think, in a, I think in Rivals was the first time they showed it, where, like, Eggman literally yanks out Metal Sonic's voice box. He's just like, we're not doing that again. <laughs> it's better that way. Like, <laughs> but, 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 Pup, long time no see. God damn Suck it. my dick. Here's here's the thing. I would be more accepting of Metal Overlord if it what it represented was this sleek neo-metal. First off, I need to say this. I think the original Metal Sonic is the best of any of his forms. It's 
intention is to beat Sonic in a race. Metal Overlord or Neo Metal Sonic to me represents like, well, I'm clearly the main bad guy now. I got a cape, I got extra spikies and everything. Like, I can probably move without needing to be aerodynamic. Like, I'm just like a I'm a Dragon Ball Z enemy at this point. Yeah, and that he's been cool. He's that, actually literally Cell. He literally absorbs data from other people. Yeah, and like the, IDW played with that a lot more because like he he's got a spin ball attack that looks like a giant shuriken. It's fucking cool looking. And to be, I'll, I'll, let me get to the rest of my point. I'll, I'll I'll let you talk. But for me, Metal Overlord would make sense if you beat that form, like Sonic beats that form, and he just loses it. He's like, "Fuck you! I have all these powers," and it just. He just kind of loses control of it, and it bloats out into this mad thing. That would make more sense to me narratively, as opposed to, hey, you finally showed up after I played Robotnik this entire game. I'm just going to jump straight to this and make myself super easy to get smacked around by a tiny, glowy hedgehog. I Fuck you, Overlord. I'm sorry. Go ahead, guys. <laughs> to take it to kind of another level, though, like, also, like... The Metal Overlord is the worst version of a concept that's already been done with Metal Sonic, as the concept of a giant Metal Sonic was already done before with the Metal Sonic Kai yep. from Knuckles Chaotix, and yep. would then be done again in Sonic Mania with Giga Metal Sonic, which I think is the much better name. Um, <laughs> but like, those are giant Metal Sonic variants that actually work. How they kind of retain a lot of the cool stuff about Metal Sonic's design as well. Um, whereas I think. Metal Overlord is just um, is just a trash just platter. He's just the trash um... platter is a great term. <laughs> yeah, like, that's that's all I got to say. I on hate it. I hate how often we find that like concepts that could have been really really well done in the games just get done better over in the comics universe and to varying degrees. Like the the Metal Overlord thing, I remember it as a kid thinking that that was kind of cool because I was a person who never played Sonic CD, so like at least when I was growing up. So my first interactions with Metal Sonic were through Heroes. And I remember that the Metal Overlord thing being introduced to me was just like, okay, this is kind of okay, I guess. But seeing what was actually able to be done with that character in IDW, where like during every single time that somebody got too close to Metal Sonic, he's just like, and your data has been copied. And now they're suddenly having to deal with him, like grafting all their powers onto them and being able to do something that the main cast can't do, combining their powers together to make himself a more formidable fighter. That's what heroes felt like it was trying to do, because there were the, all those fucking scenes where he would just go like ultimate life form data has been copied. Chaos data has been copied. Like he'd, you just sit there thinking, OK, cool. This is leading up to something. And then it just fucking didn't. It just fucking didn't. That yeah. design to me for Neo Metal does not look like something that's trying to hide. I don't like that about no. the game at all. That should be a character that is a Dragon Ball Z villain. Each team fights him, and the only reason you survive the encounter is because I got the data I need. I'm gone. Bye. And then that's it, because he doesn't care. And the, and the only reason that he's able to stealth at all is because he got this like goopy form that was never really explained how he was able to do that. Like, that's a thing He's that kind Chaos of liquid did. liquid metal, isn't he, from the Terminator, effectively. Yeah, and, like, that's a thing that... That's a thing that Chaos was able to do, and it made sense that Chaos could do it. He's literally a water creature. But, like, why was Neo Metal doing that? Because if he's got Chaos <laughs> stuff in him, sure, fine. But, uh, and I know he everyone's did, talking he about did, the IDW. Oh, but, yeah, like, having everybody bring be brought in as opposed to just 
Supersonic and his two comrades in bubble shields. That was That's a, another thing. It yeah. really undercuts the whole Sonic Heroes teams thing. Like, yeah, but it's each just team. the Trinity. Yeah, like it, it really undercuts that whole, oh, they have their own stories thing, if only one of the stories <laughs> actually participates in the I, final boss. Right. I also just forgot completely that the beginning of the game, and, and it's canonically an earlier point in the game because they have the tutorial stage, I've completely fucking forgot that the first thing Metal uh, Neo Metal Sonic does is steal Chocola. That's that's how he actually has water powers. I'm dumb. Is that it? Really? He, yeah. The fair. The, so Team Rose starts before any other story because they are they have that tutorial stage and they start out looking for Chocola Chow. The first thing Chaos has is water powers because the first thing he stole was the was those fucking powers from a Chow. So actually, never mind. I don't have that problem anymore because that is actually addressed in the game. It's just not talked about. But it is. It's there. I heard I mean, that still he copied great... Chaos. Yeah. When, like when would he have copied Chaos? When would he have scanned him? I mean, if Robotnik had that data prior to that, I don't know. Like, I need to do research here. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm just talking on my ass. I'm just telling you what I've heard. Like, so if, if it is that he stole Chaos's stuff, fine. But if it's not that he stole Chaos's stuff, if we, if we go with like Chaos's relation to Chow, Chow literally are liquid creatures. The, again, the well, first thing he did was hang steal on Chocolate. about that. I was gonna that's gonna be my next question for you. Are they water creatures? I know chaos is supposed to be a mutated shell, but I mean those fuckers nearly drown if you chuck them in some water. Yeah, we see literally no other water elements to these to these little. Uh, I can't think of a witty nickname for them at the moment, but yeah, you know those. That's what most of the most of the stuff in like instruction manuals and should have all alluded to is that they are water creatures. Then, but yeah, but Nick brings up a good point. Why are they so bad at at water? Then maybe it's we so are seventy percent water and we drown too. It, I mean, it, it, you know, fuck, fuck, whole, you got me there. <laughs> the whole irony of it, I guess, it's like you know, yeah. Could it be that we are trying to write a better story for? Some writers that didn't bother to think any of this stuff through. Certainly nothing that we would do for the Sonic franchise. Not ever. (laughs) (laughs) Are you saying saying that we care more about this franchise than Sega? Nick, come now. Silly me. (laughs) Silly me. I'm going to go back and play one of my five versions of Sonic Colors Ultimate that is playing just fine and certainly doesn't have consistent glitches through all four versions. I said five because I'm thinking of the Wii one. But still, fuck you, Sonic. I love you. Anyway, do we have anything else to say about this fucking trash heap? Fuck you. Fucking hate Neo Metal Sonic. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) There it is. Anyway. So next up is uh, Black Doom. Um. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> uh. We're I'm... talking about Black Doom. Are we? <laughs> there, is, there is a lot of potential there, to be fair. I, this is our first like alien threat from in the Sonic universe, if I can recall correctly. Um, it is. It's an interesting idea. You got some otherworldly horror element to it. Very Cthulhu-y in some aspects. Give me me that butt hedgehog. My DNA is inside you. Let it flow. Can you feel my warm DNA? For fuck's sake. (laughs) I don't want to feel it. Can you feel the sunshine? No! (laughs) 
But okay, so my no, thing with Black Doom like this whole time. Ah! Okay. <laughs> let's let's keep I going think... while we have listeners, guys. Come on. <laughs> I think you you misunderstand. Half of them are here for this shit. Um, but no. So <laughs> with with Black Doom, I think my problem is that he's fucking boring. Everything <laughs> surrounding Black Doom. Everything so boring, isn't he? <laughs> everything surrounding him is wonderful. The lore surrounding him, the lore with Shadow, the Black Arms invasion, the the idea that like Gun is having to work with Sonic to do this shit, but there's all kinds of other fucking madness going on. The character dynamics that are at play in Shadow the Hedgehog, depending on what version of the ending you're going for, like all of that shit is really, really cool conceptually. And then there's Black Doom. And dear God, I would have loved if he was just a threat in the background that never said a goddamn word because he would have been infinitely interesting if he shut his goddamn mouth and Man. didn't tell me to kill 35 random fucking police officers in Mistopolis <laughs> 11 fucking times. Also, he looked like <laughs> shit in gameplay. Yes. Like, <laughs> Like, I swear to fuck, this, this, okay, no. Can we get a different Black Doom that is voiced by Tim Curry and stays in the background as like a Saturday morning cartoon villain instead of the fucking gameplay element that he tries to be in this game? No, Dear we've fucking got Black Lord. Doom at home. <laughs> we have Black Doom at home. <laughs> oh my God. I just, here's the other thing. I don't like that he's dead. Because he's a character that you he's a character that you could do more with later and make more interesting later, but there's no way to bring him back conceptually in Sonic's universe from as oh, far as I too. know. That's the shame about this character for me more than anything else. Um and I I, I really gotta give it to to Ian Flynn and, and the back half of Archie when he started taking over because uh there were a lot of elements I've always found stupid about Sonic that just really needed a little bit better narrative surrounding it. And um, like his his take on the Black Arms, which he used, just couldn't use Black Doom, uh, Sega wouldn't yeah. allow it. Uh, they built off some really cool narrative and lore for the entire species itself. And I think that would have been fun to play around with. Um, again, like I've not played through Shadow of the Hedgehog for years now, but I think leaving him in the background would have been a cool idea. Like the only thing that kind of uh, represents him is that crazy tentacle monster with an eyeball or things of that nature that that'd be cool until we build up to actually seeing him near the end there just a lot of little instead of having him really in the fun. very instead of having him in the very first fucking cut scene going shadow give me the chaos emeralds they're the only thing this Perfect. franchise revolves around See, uh, that's the thing you're you're forgetting about, though, is there's always a way to bring Black Doom back. I mean, just look at Sonic Forces. It sounds to me like you need the power of the shitty Phantom. writing. If you've ever <laughs> wanted your terrible villains back so we can try to do them again, but not actually get anywhere with them, I give you shitty writing. Want <laughs> your characters to show up one more time, but they don't actually contribute to any of the plot? Shitty writing has you covered. <laughs> Just a reminder, though, they bought back Zavok and not Black Doom. <laughs> <laughs> Is it going to be? Wait, hold on. Can we just use? Can we just use Phantom Ruby now as the stand-in for shitting, uh, shitty writing? I always. No have. matter what we're talking about, you're just gonna you're just gonna Black Ruby the entire fran or not Black Ru Phantom Ruby the entire franchise. 
I mean, hey, once you've run out of a uh, a big uh, coherent threat that your uh, your big ensemble cast can can fight against, I guess the uh, the multiverse is a good way to get. Mm. Oh, mm. fuck off! Mm. <laughs> Getting sick of this shit already. <laughs> Oh, We're talking, man. I mean, you talk shit about Spider-Man. Sonic Primes could probably do the same thing next year, so let's be for <laughs> I mean, they've literally already confirmed that there's multiple dimensions in Sonic Prime. Yeah, Y'all think I'm talking it. about one thing. I'm talking about the entire, like, medium of comic books. I'm talking I mean, Marvel everything. and DC, okay? Everything's a crossover oh, yeah. now. Everything. Yeah. It's not exciting and, and it anymore. it's fucking old. N nothing has stakes anymore. It... <laughs> nothing has sex anymore. That's what I heard. <laughs> I, that's not what I said, but I'm going to believe that's you what came out of my mouth. Again, this is where my parents didn't have sex, Parappa the Rapper. <laughs> this is where your parents didn't have sex. Oops, oops. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I think there was some good from Black Doom. And again, I think it's only in the comics, though, with Eclipse and um, that whole storyline. If you've not read Sonic Universe and Shadow... Uh, Shadow's story arc with that. It's it's a lot of fun. So I'd recommend that and having the having the the knowledge of Black Doom prior to that point makes it more interesting, but yeah, that was definitely lost potential. A lot of lost potential yeah. for that character. And um this next one, I'm gonna be honest, I found a portion of it way more interesting than the final actual form 100 percent. that's, that's yeah. solaris solar solaris, solaris? Solar whatever solaris. i say every solaris. villain's name wrong in this game so they literally say the name in the game yeah how often do you think i play that piece of shit often <laughs> like literally every day because you love it so much <laughs> but um yeah what what do you guys think about it? I just remember there being some glowing rocks that you had to shoot things at. I don't remember much he of this. He looked like a Triforce, and um... I... remember the most interesting thing about Solaris was Mephilus. But... Yeah, literally. Like, I would much rather have just fought a big Mephilus. As far as I'm concerned, in terms of the tone that Solaris actually, like, brings to the Sonic franchise, I, I was impressed because while I knew that Sonic had some some really good abilities when it came to like running and jumping and everything like that, I did not think he could clear jumping a shark that fucking big. <laughs> oh, you mean literally having a Final Fantasy end boss as his as his yes, last thing? I mean, I mean creating a culture for your fucking Sonic the Hedgehog game where the entire civilization worships their god out of fear for killing them. What the hell was going on in that story? <laughs> Entirely fair. Wait, hold on, Wayne. <laughs> That's literal. You just you just described America. Oh God, no, we're not. We're not. I know. On, I know we're streaming with you, sirs. We're not on your fucking show right now. <laughs> what? He's right. But um, I'm not disagreeing. Like, but still, one thing that must be said though is that Solaris final boss fight is probably the most competently programmed thing in the entire game. <sighs> what? You don't think you don't think skating up buildings in Crisis City was competent? Ha, it's funny because it's the opposite of what he actually <laughs> said. Oh, hello, Ghosty. Hey, baby boy. Um, yeah, no, I'd rather just talk about Mephilus. I don't want to talk about this piece of shit. Is it Solaris? Am I saying it right there? Solaris. Yeah, now you're saying it right. The Solaris. flames of disaster. Solaris. The flames I'm gonna be of honest disaster. with you. I thought the names in that game were so. Fucking stupid. 
Iblis trick. It should. It doesn't even sound good out of my mouth. Iblis, just garbage. Sounds like the part of it. It was also. It also went through a bunch of different names because it was supposed to be a fucking book at one point. Really? Like that? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh, you know when they got that like uh the uh like the the little Iblis relic thing um that Shadow was supposed to like oh where the where the fucking the subtitle said the Book of Darkness the Book of Darkness that's because that's what that's what that scepter was originally supposed to be the reason none of it makes sense is because the game doesn't even fucking know what's going on because everything is is crunch. It's almost Sorry. as if like the head of Sonic Team quit halfway through the direction of that game or something. So that's the thing. Um, I don't hold like the that game against the developers. I can't. So much was outside of their control. Like the poor team, like just trying to get this poor thing running, everything was working against them. It doesn't make the game good, but it's like I can't be mad about it. I just hate the final product i'm, I'm, a little I'm mad gonna about say it. it and i know people are gonna <laughs> argue with me but the world of like iblis solaris and uh Mephilus is something i would love for sega to revisit in like a future sonic game when i think kind of like a dream like sonic adventure 3 kind of thing it wouldn't have ties to sonic 06 like sonic 06 would not be treated as canon there'd be no release but it would be like a a Zack Snyder's Justice League-esque thing with Mephilus taking the role of Steppenwolf and Iblis being the dark side sort of figure. And like, rather mother boxes, you gotta collect Chaos Emeralds and it would be so cool. Just, oh my God. I mean, honestly, I, I, I so I don't know if you're joking or not, but I'm, I'm actually kind of with you on that. I would actually like to see like a new cut of that. I, I mean, it's like I, I there are ideas there that I think could work if you were to iron them out and actually like spend the time to to flesh them into a direction that isn't just stupid. <laughs> but <sighs> release the Naka cut. I don't know. It's like it maybe I I don't I, I don't know. I, I, fuck Sonic 06. Fuck Mephilus. Fuck fuck freaking Iblis. Fuck this stupid franchise. Oh my god. <laughs> I, uh, I am I the only Sonic. one who unironically likes the story of 06? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, yes! I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. Like, I like it. I think, like, obviously it needs a lot of work done. Like, but, like, I still think it's great. Um, I've gone through and rewatched those cutscenes more times than I want to count like a movie. I'm sorry. I'm with it's you, Wayne. I think it's definitely a, piece of a shit. lot more interesting to watch than, like, with the exception of Unleashed, any Sonic story since. Like, by a long shot, I would say. And yeah, it's melodramatic, but I don't mind things being super serious. I don't think it really fits Sonic, but again, I'd rather that than the colors route. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of people disagree I mean... with me, but the story for Sonic 06. If you take away the things that don't work about it, which is like Princess Elise and some of the plot holes and stuff, the ideas on paper are actually really exciting to me. Like, And I mean, I was already used to shit like the Iron Legion invasion in Archie by that point. So like, by the time I got around to caring about Osix's story, it's like, yeah, this is fine. I <laughs> it just, it didn't bother it. me. If you I ignore the it's... fact that the game is awful, it's pretty good. <laughs> 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 also, as well, like Sonic... 
stories typically do. It goes so far above and beyond the Call of Duty and does its absolute best to kind of pander to the demographic that was kind of current at the time. Like, it's so quintessentially Sonic, like, through and through. I think like, it's so far up its own ass and doesn't know what the fuck Sonic is at that point. I think it just yeah, kind of came more to shadow. I think it's a piece of shit. But that's what the Sonic franchise is. No, it's what it was. What Sonic is. That's what it was for yeah. those games, and that's why they can fuck off and die. They were terrible that said i don't disagree with you in terms of like revisiting it um yeah i don't think any any idea should just be thrown to the side because it did it embarrassingly one point or the other why not bring them back i like mephilis um and elise i uh, all i i don't like any of that game but at the same time like i didn't want to get rid of silver i'm glad silver's still around what if we did a redo with that game, but just trade Elise out for Princess Sally? It's still, I still say, it doesn't matter who's got that skin on there. It's a bad character. That's that's I, my no. Problem. I mean no. I mean like I mean like literally idea. trade it out for the Kingdom of Acorn, not like just the, aesthetically. But then, then, then that's a different story. I'd say go with the idea that I kind of mentioned, where it's like basically Mephilus wants to synchronize the Chaos Emeralds to unleash the flames of disaster to terraform the Earth to his own atmosphere, and he answers to Iblis, and Sonic and friends have to get to the Chaos Emeralds before Mephilus can synchronize them. Did you did you just Man of Steel Sonic 06? No, I just <laughs> Justice League Sonic 06. It finds no, out the, there's the, this thing called the uh, the Codex that uh, that basically determines how every Sonic character yeah, is going to know... be destined to to. Continue tribute to their society you know that scene where like the amazons are trying to protect the mother box from steppenwolf replace that with the echidna tribe trying to protect the chaos emeralds from mephilus it's so cool It'd fuck cool, i agree okay? with you yeah exactly see yeah <laughs> there you go Zack snyder sonic adventure 3 make it happen um do it yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't hate revisiting that um I actually say that in the upcoming video I have. I I just need the confidence and, and talent behind it. That's all I ever really need from any of these narratives. More importantly, gameplay, more than anything else for me. I just need these games to play decently. Um, but in terms of what we're talking about today for kaiju battles and things of that nature, I think Solaris is Solaris, Solar, whatever the fuck ever. The, the terribly named fucking Hyrule Triforce logo that you see on shirts from the mid-2000s. It's fucking terrible. Um, I think Mephilus was way more interesting. I wish they had revolved the story more around them because I, I think we're all in agreement, at least that Shadow storyline was way more interesting than anything else going on in that game. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it's like the, as far as I'm concerned, it's the only salvageable part of that game. I, I think, to be honest, the only storyline I didn't like was Sonic's because it was just save the princess, lose the princess, save the princess, lose the princess. See, I didn't give a shit Silver. about uh, Silver either. I thought he, I, I thought he was annoying, and that like it was just a poor attempt at doing fucking Days of Future Past. Yeah, I still didn't mind that. Hey, I'm, I, I'm with I, Wayne. I thought he got better with later iterations, and people who genuinely loved him with talent actually oh, mean, writing him. You mean uh, when they made him a character? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, Sorry, that's, I don't know I, why I'm love, so heated today. No, it's I'm just, I you're love, tired. I get no, it. Get into this. <laughs> we need to have I'm, tired Wayne more often. I'm not. I'm not even upset. I'm just like energized in the weirdest way. No, you make me feel good about myself. I feel like I have to be way too polite <laughs> to these shitty games, and you're here to be like, "Fuck them." I'm like, thank you, Wayne. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm in that. I'm in that between where I'm. I'm perfectly okay saying, 
fuck these things. They are actual pieces of hot garbage. But also, there's so many things about them that I legitimately really, really love. And I just want... Yeah. And that's the other side. I want redone with talent. That's the other side. This is is why (laughs) I I appreciate... I mean, not to say you guys have bad taste, not not in the slightest here, but uh, Pup and Sir specifically, I think I, my my tastes align a lot more with Wayne's, but uh, Sirus and Pup, when you guys talk about these games, you've definitely helped me open my eyes to them, and I definitely start remembering things that I was like, yeah, this was kind of corny, but I kind of loved it. And like, people are talking about Sodic Man, like, I love that shit. Or even, like, weird as it sounds, I remember this goofy accordion theme in the overworld yes. and i love yes. this it was beautiful no, but the funniest shit is that's like a grown-ass adult and shit balding uh beard and everything and he's singing a song about like a, a 16 year old girl and he's like beautiful elise and stuff with the lyrics it's like uh you're it's kind so of sussy you're kind it's of so creepy when you think about it but my there's favorite, a lot of that my favorite thing though is just like the, the <laughs> police captain's like find the police captain jk and, it, and it's just captain. him i just, I, just <laughs> I remember that like what the fuck dude are you playing games right now i think that the police captain thing and a lot of stuff like that would have gone over way better with people if there weren't loading screens in between the text yes 100 oh, yeah. like because like mission loading screens were awful because i remember just being annoyed at that so full disclosure i never got to fully beat 06 as a kid i didn't get to actually sit down and play my own copy of it until me and raz were already dating so i was at least 25 26 and i remember by that time i knew what to expect with the loading screens and shit so like i got to enjoy stuff like crisis city despite loading screens in the middle of the level acts for some fucking reason um, but I remember leg- just laughing my ass off at the police thing, but also having to like taper myself and go, okay, this is funny, but this is executed so badly. <laughs> this is so bad, but I like it. Yeah. It, it gets funnier if you imagine it with like a low poly Dreamcast-esque police captain as well. Oh, just taking a, <laughs> taking a Sonic, Adventure, uh, Sonic Adventure 1 police captain? Find the real Burger Man. Jim, <laughs> <laughs> that's how the re- you know. Well, Here's the thing, guys. The real Burger Man is hard to find. Here's the, the, here's the thing, Man guys. Um, considering how long we've talked about 06 and not talking about Solaris, I think that goes to show how... How we sh- feel about Solaris. Yeah. And I think Solaris we, we gotta keep moving on. not that noteworthy. Like... Yeah. And, All right, uh, so shall we move on? Yeah, Pup, let you go ahead and take the lead on this one, man. Okay, so this one shouldn't be divisive, unless you're fucking stupid. The next one <laughs> is Dark Gaia. And uh, Dark Gaia was the first god of destruction that I was exposed to because Sonic o- Sonic Unleashed, sorry, was my first 3D Sonic game, and like so, I was fully expecting like a Robotnik final boss, and we just see this giant fucking Dark Gaia motherfucker as the final boss, and I'm just like, wow. But like, as well as that, like he is he is the manifestation of all darkness, and I think he's got a design to fit. I love the fact that he constantly works against Dr. Eggman, but it's not like he's, like, Zavoking it up, being like, oh, Dr. Eggman, fuck you. Like, he's literally just in his nature, not mm-hmm. working with Eggman. Even down to the point that, like, when he smacks Eggman in the final boss cutscene, I'm just like, that's the best betrayal that we've ever had from a God of Destruction. Because he just fucking swats him out of the way. Like, like well, he's cause nothing. He's, cause, <clears throat> yeah, because at that point... Like, this is an eldritch conceptual horror. What is Eggman to effectively a god? 
Like, what actually is he? Who's fucking like He's acting business? like he's the boss. He's like, he's yelling at him, <laughs> reprimanding him. And yeah. then just gets fucking swatted out of the whole fucking playing field. And, and if there's one thing that I like about Eggman as a character for shit like that, it's literally watching his hubris as he tries repeatedly, mind you, to manhandle stronger and stronger abominations. Like, look at, look at this list. We have Chaos, who is nothing compared to Dark Gaia in power. We have the uh, we have Solaris, who, let's be fair, at the very least, Eggman didn't know how far that particular project was going to go, but he fucking knew what Dark Gaia was. He had he had the fucking tablets. He had everything he needed to know to know exactly what he was handling, and he was just like, eh, he couldn't handle chaos. And Solaris got out of hand that one time. And let's not even talk about the other things. I haven't even tried to fuck. So with fuck control. it, the giant demon at the core so, of the earth will do it. Yeah. So fuck it, the giant <laughs> demon at the core of the earth. Let's grab that one. Let's go. <laughs> I think, yeah, like, I think in just the sheer scope and magnitude, like, Dark Gaia has definitely the most, he's the most threatening and scary of the kaijus, I would say. Well, yeah, because, like, look at Chaos. What can Chaos do compared to, compared to Dark Gaia? Chaos is going to destroy a small geog... He can do that, yes, but he can, he's going to destroy a small geographical area, and only after he's gotten a fucking power up from Chaos Emeralds. Dark Gaia just is that power, one hundred percent. He just aren't, lives um, and breathes it. Because aren't the enemies that you fight throughout the game? Aren't they just like spawn of Dark Gaia? Yeah, yes. And that's the thing is, we haven't really had like I I think with the exception of like Iblis and Mephiles. We haven't really had like a god of destruction that had spawns. Well, I guess with the exception of also chaos with the synthetic chaos in Sonic Adventure 2. But mm. like, okay, so it's not that original of a concept. But we never had it on this scope before. Him no, directly controlling them like yeah. that. <clears throat> Where so, it's just the extension. Uh, sorry. Well, here's here's the thing, and I'm sorry to be a negative Nancy about this. Um, something about Sonic Unleashed, and again, let's keep this in mind. I've not properly beaten this game. I played it closer when it first came out like after colors came out i went back and gave it a shot um part of my problem with that game was i thought it was tonally just kind of all over the place and i didn't really feel that overwhelming threat of the world actually being cracked like a fucking egg it, it really did feel like a vacation kind of a game even when you're a werehog it, it had this nice jazzy music or this i saw music and then it's just this fun battle music when you're punching those things in the face um and I didn't really see Dark Gaia as a threat. And I, I kind of felt like they uh, kind of threw out all the other uh, threats from the games prior just out the window. Like, I didn't know, like, if this contradicted anything we'd seen before or not. Again, I'm, I'm going off of, like, first impressions here. I've not properly, thoroughly examined this game. So where I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and, and just correct me. But that was kind of the impression I got, and I'm... I'm concerned that the only real interesting part of Dark Gaia is the power of this thing more than the actual narrative importance of it. Because when I look back at Chaos, I see much more narrative importance that uh, cohesively binds with the world and how we're exploring the history of like the Echidnas and, and things of that nature. When I look back at uh, Dark, or uh, what's it called? The fucking Lizard. Obviously, we know the importance of that, and there's definitely some things you can allude to, you know, if you get all fan fanish about it. You look back at Black Doom. Black Doom, the character sucked, but the presence was there. Like, the entire game felt like panic mode. Like, we're in Armageddon right now. That's, that's kind of how I felt. If this is what's happening with Unleashed, that's kind of how the world should feel. 
I didn't get that from the game. And even like Solaris, like <coughs> this thing is so powerful, but again, like you just need supersonic to beat it. Or I guess you do need light, the light thing there. Pup, you can correct me there when, when I'm done rambling. Uh, but even there, that didn't they have to like completely erase the entire, entire timeline of that game to defeat this thing properly? Or am I mistaken they did. there? Yeah, yeah, they had to, they had to blow out the they had to blow out the flames that like literally encompassed that timeline. The way to beat that thing was to go. It never happened. So that's yeah. The I, only way to beat it was <clears throat> the only way to beat Sonic 06 was by making it non-canon. Yeah. So like my problem with Unleashed going into it was, um, I just I don't think it was just totally just set into what the threat of this thing is supposed to be, and I thought it was inconsistent with similar threats we saw leading up to this point and it's just more powerful because it, it just did this thing but we've never had the world crack apart like this before and it didn't really feel like anything actually changed it just kind of uh kept you from getting from place to place easier even though you had See, a plane I would, I would say it's more like a suggestion of what the story's priorities were because like i think they still were going for more like a light-hearted body road trip kind of tone but with the suitable sonic stakes of the earth has been split into pieces but like um i think the the priority was more on the idea that there's kind of an impending sense of quiet dread but it's like there's the hope that sonic is there like when you start the game people are kind of panicked but like you don't really have that in the environments as such as when you speak to the npcs and they're like oh god what the hell just happened and stuff as you as you get more of those pieces in place the more optimistic people become. And I kind of like I, that because it's Sonic's <laughs> world interacting with the player. It's Sonic's world interacting with the events of the story. Dark Gaia also is kind of tied into all this in that he's the ultimate creature of the night. He maintains the nighttime. I don't know how the fuck that works, but like they kind of but people's suggest... emotions get completely fucked up during the nighttime all the yeah, time. Yeah, as well game. as that, like people start to change their whole personality. So there's kind of that balance between the light and darkness. And um I think at the end, the implication is once Dark Guy is defeated, there's going to be a few days without like a night time or something. Didn't they kind of mention something along those lines that because Dark Guy is now rested for a bit, there's like a temporary full day cycle. Isn't it just like a never ending cycle? Like they're going to this is going to happen again. It's going to happen. Yeah, it happened. It happened once in the past. And it's going to happen again. Like the, So basically, like Professor Pickle even mentions, this isn't even the first time the Earth has split apart. And stuff that's the whole like reason that. they had... The, that's the whole reason they had the temples and everything in the first place, was like, this is how ancient... That's kind of a theme with a lot of these, though, is like, there's... With Chaos, with Solaris, with Dark Gaia, all of these ancient cultures have dealt with them at some point in the past, and you... For some of them, you're having to rely on the ways they dealt with them every single time. Hmm. I think that's another thing. I think there's more to it than it being like an end of the world kind of story. It's more like kind of a blip. And I think like the complaint that it doesn't feel like a kind of end of the world story is perfectly valid. But I do see it as more of a suggestion for what the story's priorities could be as opposed to what they are. Like the thing I really like about Sonic Unleashed is conceptually the story is very quintessentially Sonic, but the execution is more along the lines of a Pixar movie which is where I kind of refute the whole uh, does it belong in the meta era. I kind of don't put it in there because I think meta era is Saturday morning cartoon. Sonic Unleashed is Pixar movie, even if it's not shown in anime. But like, yeah, anyways, Dark Gaia as like the, um, the culmination of that story, I think is a very cinematic boss. I think his design is great. I'd definitely say, you know, 
yeah, I, I think he's a good uh, a good end game climax. Hmm. Giggity. All right. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, and I think I think ahead. Dark Gaia works best. I think Dark Gaia works best as a way just to show Eggman's hubris, even if he himself is not the most interesting character. He doesn't have to be. He's more he's he's infinitely more of a concept than he is a character. And I think Pup's kind of got it right there that like for a lot of these cultures, uh, especially with their prox, especially with some of their proximities to these temples. This is already kind of baked into some of their lore. Like they're just like, oh, okay, this has happened once before. It's happening again. It's bad, but it'll it'll be over. And maybe the game could have shown that a little better, but it does make sense with the temples and everything being there. That this is not this is not the first time. I also uh, just another little notable thing. I think this is the second time in the Sonic series that they show blood. Um, but when Dark Guy's arms are splitting out of his torso. Like oh yeah, skin split. The arms reach out. There's green blood flowing everywhere, and those giant eyes all open up. It's fucking terrifying. Yeah, like he's a it, Resident Evil. He's a Resident Evil boss. It's fucking frightening. He's one of the most <laughs> frightening gods of destruction. Like, like, I remember the first time that I actually got to the Dark Gaia boss fight. I was at my friend Cody's house, and he we we're both Resident Evil fans. So when he saw that fight, he just looked over and he was like, "I don't like Sonic, but why the fuck is a Resident Evil boss in my so- in a Sonic game? <laughs> what is it doing there?" It's best. <laughs> Eyeballs everywhere, fucking extra limbs coming out of orifices. Yeah, no, this is just straight out of the fucking Umbrella Corporation. I want more of it, please. You just see uh, Chris like just running <laughs> it with a boulder. <laughs> Is there I'm anything gonna... further to say about Dark Guy? I don't think so, really. No, not really. All right, then let's move on to the Oops. next one, which is the time. No, so I think... no, 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 no. No? Sonic Colors DS. Mm, we... Mother Wisp. Are we including that? Oh, cool. Uh, it sure should. shows up for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where it's like a final boss that is not built up to. They just kind of like, oh, yeah, no, uh, got a destruction on the DS one. But I guess it's kind of fine as like a bonus final boss thing. Yeah, there's that not much to say list. about it. Um, and I, I ramble about it a little bit in this video. Now that I've got to add gone. that. I've got to add that to my ranking now. There's there's a lot of potential to it, um, again, because we have another otherworldly alien monster kind of a thing and uh when it's corrupted it's it's got the potential to really fuck everything over i think it said that she created the world of the wisps didn't she i think it's been a minute since <laughs> i've played um okay so that's what they do say because i have played it recently um my favorite okay. uh, thing about it is the noise it makes when it attacks it goes <laughs> it sounds so stupid <laughs> yeah it's um i i feel like a lot of ds colors tries to do things to i don't know that that the console version didn't do and one of those things was a, a proper supersonic fight whether or not it was needed I don't know, but I, I do think there's a greater story to be told with colors if they had properly utilized the Mother Wisp. So I mean, it is canon because the Mother Wisp does appear in Team Sonic Racing. Yeah, I mean it's it's a part of part of the universe regardless. But um, yeah, they didn't really do much with the boss fight. Sucks. It's not a good boss fight. But 
I don't know. To be fair, I don't really think the one in the main game is much of an improvement. The oh, final really? fight? Think, like, final fight in the, colors constantly. The final constantly. fight in colors is, is very good. well designed. Like, yeah. You basically sleep through it. It's What are you it's, talking it's about? It's pretty easy. It's pretty easy. <laughs> it's not fun. It uses, it's boring. The way it uses, like, whisper attacks against you, and you have to, like, dodge those whisper attacks. and It's the most video game boss fight that it's, Sonic has ever ended so, with. It's so good that they fucking reused it twice. It's not even that good. <laughs> I thought it was fine. It's perfectly fine. It kicked my ass Shut first time I went way, through it. You bitch. It is. It is the digital <laughs> embodiment of functional. It is. No, it's doing what the rest of the boss fight should have done. It's. It's using your everything you've learned up to that point and challenging you with it. In terms of what it's doing for the rest of the game's mechanics, it is a smartly built boss fight. I'm sorry, Wayne. It is. I would say the DS I version know. is. I just. I think that well. entire game is just like, ugh. It's. Uh, okay and nothing else i think it gets i've i've turned around on it a little bit the more i played of it i see more of what it was trying to do i do have a lot of critiques against it overall but i'd say the boss fight at the end's not not one of them for me the slander of the egg wisp nathan i forgot your name for a second there wayne hello <laughs> <laughs> how are wallace. you doing how are you doing wallace drake I mean, that is that is my roommate's name. This slander. I'm going to send you to Azerbaijan, and you're going to love it, and it's 69 cities. It's not even bad. It's just dull. What, Azerbaijan? No, the fucking fight. <laughs> the fucking game. Like, yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, man. Okay, so shall, before Wayne embarrasses himself any further, shall we move on to Time Eater? I, th I think so. Before the well, Time Eater embarrasses itself. When Dude. I talk about Time Eater, let's just pretend that the Time Eater that appears up until the final boss is like a real thing. Just <laughs> let's talk about his design and just the overall concept of this phantom blot thing eating up time and turning Sonic's friends white. <laughs> oh my god. He's racist. <laughs> but, um... I like how he's the equivalent of that one fucking mime villain from the Powerpuff Girls. Tonic versus the racism. Oh my god. Oh, dear if God. everything's a gray blob, then everyone will be the same. <laughs> Nathan Wallace, Sonicator. <laughs> uh, own it. Own it. Look, Sonic doesn't buy me roses anymore, all right? <laughs> New lore alert. That's <laughs> yeah, because Sonic Rose doesn't exist, Wayne. Get with the program. Right, so boy, Sonic Rose. I'm just gonna look at you. I'm just gonna come all the way to uh, over there, and I'm you, just gonna look at you very disappointedly. You're gonna come all the okay. way over there. You're gonna come all the way over here. Oh, you so know it. Good Are you gonna manage that a with good a giant shot. fucking hot dog? <laughs> I don't. That's, I'm just that's... boys. <laughs> boys, the time eater. We're talking about the cum eater. Shut so up. actually, no. Here's uh, the thing. How did? Is it anything at all? Is it just a Robotnik invention? Uh, not quite. There was like basically there's a, there was Robotnik. a thing that showed the end of Colors where he like came yeah. across it. Yeah, he's like, "That's a time eater. I'll make my own time eater." And that's no, basically he, it. It was like there was a an eldritch energy thing that you he love that word, don't you, eldritch? Yes, it's a good yeah. Word. Cthul... We could use I could use Cthulhu. Would that work? Did you prefer that? You're just pretentious, but um. <laughs> <laughs> What else would you call it besides big and scary? A spooky boy. Okay, yeah, let's go spooky. He's he came across a big spooky big energy. Jack o' lantern. 
I guess like <laughs> the sun was wearing its Halloween costume and he was like, ah, that can travel time. I'll use that to, <laughs> to kill Sonic once and for all. And um Oh, okay. Here but... so here's what the what Sonic.fandom.com says. The Time Eater <laughs> is an antagonist in the Sonic the Hedgehog series, initially an alien creature with dominion over time and space. The Time Eater was discovered by Dr. Eggman, who used it in an attempt to conquer the world by erasing his past failures at the hands of Sonic the Hedgehog with the help of classic Eggman. After inflicting incomprehensible damage to the universe, the Time Eater was used by the Doctors to face Sonic's past and present selves in an attempt to erase Sonic's Sonic completely, but was destroyed in the ensuing battle. So this was an entity at some point. It was, like you guys said, it is um, in its primordial form, the Time Eater was but a floating dark mass. This mass it, it, had a sinister a... glowing face. It's a testament to, again, how shit the storytelling in Sonic Generations <laughs> is. That none of that was even remotely apparent. Yep. Mm -hmm. I thought I think... when we got to the final boss that Eggman just turned off the fog machine or something. Like, I... Yeah, you know, now that I think about it, I don't think I ever actually registered what exactly the, the Time Eater was. I was just like, oh, that's the... Uh... That's the uh, end boss slash MacGuffin that just kind of like ties in with this like time hopping thing. I didn't really think too hard about it, I guess. I, I, I wasn't of... super concerned with its origins. I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's a time boss. I kind of always thought of the Time Eater as like, also, how has this not been causing way more trouble for a much longer period of time? But it's also, sleeping. like, I kind of always thought like the Time Eater is kind of the the Pontac and Graf era equivalent to like the god of destruction in that it's a lot less scary it's a lot more underwritten eh, but it's there so i guess it kind of you know there's could... so much more that there's so much more that could be done with a character like we've had two bosses now that transcended time and when one of them had its own volition it did neat shit mephilus when one of them is controlled by eggman it's boring as fuck also, undo, Eggman, like, basic. to be fair, also, like, Dr. Eggman even says in the game he used it to undo his previous defeats. But, like, where is that ever apparent? Like, you actually go back to previous defeats and defeat him again, if anything. Like, yep. He just fucking I... embarrassed himself. It's way he so, did. My thing is that it's like the Time Eater almost feels like uh, the embodiment of my issue with the excuse that a lot of people use when they say, um,. It's made for kids. Yep. Uh, when when criticizing something like this, where it's just like, yeah, it's a kids' material. We don't have to try. It's just like, okay, cool, but that doesn't make it interesting. Uh, and it's like it it's there's no. Ex it could be if you if you really wanted it to be. Uh, uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Something similar happened in there where they they had like it wasn't time necessarily, but it was dimensions. But you could have done something very similar with that. But the way they toy around with it in this whole struggle of, okay, here's like one version of Dr. Nefarious versus another version of Dr. Nefarious. I won't get too deep into that for anyone who doesn't want to get spoiled about it. But you could really play around with that. I feel like such a missed opportunity. We didn't really get a lot of fun interactions between like classic and modern Sonic. And I really, really wanted to see more out of like classic and retro Eggman. Like... God, the two biggest egos across the planes of time. And uh, they have, like, what, two interactions with each other? It's so lame. Like, the story yeah. for Sonic Generations, as I say, I kind of appreciate that, obviously, it's something simple and it's not at the forefront. But it's like, 
I think if you're going to have a story that goes across Sonic's past, like, fucking acknowledge it, you know? Stop pretending that it's just this fucking Winnie the Pooh shit that they tried to do. Yeah, it's just like, I, again, I do understand. It is kid stuff, but to me, that's more of, like, that that should have limits on, like, uh, the sort of, um, on sort of degrees at what you can do and what you can't do. Yeah, because, um, like, it's ridiculous. Like, they could have had, like, you know... Sonic goes to Speed Highway and he meets the little sparkle version of Tikal, or he goes to Rooftop Run and he meets Chip again, or something like that. Like, if you're gonna go back over these locations, they should play a role in the story, otherwise you've just got this disconnect between the story and the game. Yeah. And it's like, that's the bottom line, is it is still objectively a disconnect between the story and the actual game itself. Like, like... Like, would Avengers Endgame have been any fun at all if they just go to all these time periods and don't play around with the fact that they don't belong in those time periods? Yeah, exactly. This could have been, like, Sonic's Endgame event. I, yeah, uh, and it... I think mm -hmm. it's fine. It's a 20th anniversary thing, and it's just there to, you know, play through the old levels again. I'm, I'm fine with it. I think there's better stories to be told there, but... I mean, we're, it's a we're good kinda, game. We're, I wouldn't ever. Yeah, but I'm not going to disagree with you. That. I wanted more from them. I mean, I think yeah. the fact that Classic Sonic doesn't speak and how he plays just goes to show they don't understand the the foundation of Sonic. But we are getting a little I mean, off topic here, guys. I I, I do want to stress. I don't think the Time Eater is bad. I think it's just kind of there. Um, yeah. I think it's a fun concept. I do think it's functional for the kind of game they were trying to create. Uh. It's just, you know, they don't really do much with it. it, it it's it's just kind of the whole time travel concept in general. It it shows up, but we don't know much about it, and there's not a lot to latch onto for speculation either. No, it's just there to, to carry the plot along, and when you just leave it at that, it's not it's not fun, it's not interesting, and the endgame boss fight with it doesn't feel like there's any real stakes. The most interesting part of the Time Eater is that there's a different form of Eggman with it on top of everything else. Like, that was the big reveal, is that classic Eggman's there. It's uh, yeah. yeah, which was like it was kind of neat when you saw it happen, but then you're just like you're left with oh my god, how many other ways could this have been done better? Yeah, that's how it goes though. That's how it goes. God, that's like that's like a lot of Sonic stuff though, and I kind of hate that. Yeah. Anything more to say about Time Eater? I'm uh... he's eating too much of our time right now. <laughs> yeah. Mother God. All right. Well, in that case, the grand finale, Big Zavok. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mean New Super Mario Brothers Bowser? Got it. Let's go. Let's, let's are we are we go even gonna dignify him, or are we just no, gonna fucking say no. fuck Zavok? I think Infinite had a lot of potential that they didn't use, but the most we get to the long he wasn't boys. A kaiju, though. Yeah, he wasn't the long boys. Oh, although long boys, yeah, yeah. the long boy I... is number one. Like, oh I man, think... I... so I, I got him. I gotta be honest, I, I'm it just over the course of this podcast, I'm starting to wonder if there's something wrong with me. Uh when I play Sonic games or something. Did he die? He died. He's having a crisis and now he's gone. <laughs> so something wrong with he's the item. Time Eater came in and just he's, removed him. He's having a crisis city right now. <laughs> Wayne? Wait Wayne? Can we do an edit of Wayne so he's white because he's been, you know... I wonder if he's legitimately he's been... passed out. Like, just... <laughs> let's write on him. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, hold on. You Let's jigglypuff on him. Penis. That's Penis. what all 
straight men do. We draw a lot of dicks. That's what we got to do. Let's yep. draw all over his we face. Wayne.exe has stopped working. <laughs> well, I think that's about about all we got for right now. I'm just, I'm just going to ask him if he's doing okay. Yeah. Nathan Wallace, if you're out there. I can always draw a white. We've white. still got to rank these things. <laughs> yeah, where did you go, man? Wayne died again. Oh, uh, his internet crashed. Oh, oh did he tell us on Twitter? Back. Yeah, he told us on Twitter. Okay. There we go. He's dead. Let's fuck him. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Where's the tombstone? <laughs> <laughs> it's not gay if he's dead. <laughs> oh, come on. oh my god. Oh god. <laughs> oh my god. Does anybody does anybody have a drill and some peanut butter? <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but for real though, um do we really have any more giant oh, there he is. You okay? Welcome Nathan? back. What did you what were you gonna say? I'm genuinely curious now. How yeah, has Sonic ruined exasperated. you? Uh oh, right. Uh god, yeah, sorry about that. I think my internet crashed, but um Yeah, no no no. no. I was wondering just over the course of the podcast <laughs> if there's something wrong with me because it's like over the past, like, uh, few times I've played Sonic games and everything, it's like I stopped giving a shit about most of the stuff in it, because I did not even remember that the Long Boy existed until you guys mentioned it last week, and I spent, like, a half hour just trying to figure out what the fuck you guys were talking about. I had to look it up, because I did not remember it at all, and I still don't remember actually fighting that thing. No, it's not you don't fight against you, he's dude. Just in, yeah. He's in the scenery. Yeah. He's just in the background. Yeah, he smashes a bridge at one point. Look, Is that all like, he does? Regardless of I what, don't know. Yeah, regardless of how I... we feel about the the name meta error, this or that, the other. I mean, there's criticisms for a reason. And um, I mean, <laughs> welcome back, Nathan. Hey, if you if you Google Long Boy, like Sonic Forces Long Boy, it literally comes up. Like yes, perfect. Like title uh, spell boy as B O I though. Like Sonic Forces Long Boy, you'll get a good look at Long Boy. Yeah, I love that's it. What it. That's what I did to find it. Yeah. This is legitimate name. This is brilliant. <laughs> that's so good. But God, I mean, it yeah, looks like so much like chaos when you see some of these silhouettes, though. This could have been so cool, though. Like he looks so cool. I have an image to show you guys. You probably already have seen it because you're looking in in the Google image search. <laughs> but that's just... <laughs> it's so perfect. Oh my god! I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring that over. <laughs> That's I don't adorable. Know. I, I feel bad because it's like I feel jaded. I feel like I just kind of like stopped caring about what was going on in the Sonic games after a while. Oh, you know, they just quit the show again. I mean. Wayne, this is what I was going to no, get that's at. That's not though. what I mean. Like, that's not what I mean. Being jaded yeah. and not giving a shit is a very, very common thing in the life cycle of a Sonic fan. I went there <laughs> after 06. I was good and thoroughly done with the hedgehog and then they showed a fucking dog version of him i was like no thank you i will wait how could you be like no thank you they show a dog version of sonic that's amazing you, you don't like sonic the hedgehog what the fuck is wrong with you oh that, that's do you know the origin of the sonic the hedgehog meme and what's frustrating i know these boys are joking but like when i finally came back they're like i want to give this a shot again like, there are so many fans that grew up with this other era of Sonic and had these expectations of stuff I found to be complete garbage. And suddenly I felt unwelcome. And that doesn't do good because, like, you have these 
you have people that are older and they're like, well, you're the well, fuck you and your elitism. But at the same time, it's like, oh, you're no longer welcome here because you're an old piece of shit. We want this stuff. And <laughs> it's just a mess, man. Like it, it's, it's very hard to, to stay on top of something when it feels like the, the franchise itself doesn't give a shit. And I think that's a big problem people have nowadays is because you see that not giving a shit in a lot of the games where they're just trying to be as safe as possible. And because of that, there's there's not a lot of passion behind all of that. But guarantee you me, if they do change things up for the next decade or so, give it a couple games, there are going to be a lot of louder voices talking in great praise for Sonic Forces. It's going to happen. I think oh, it's going to happen. The, the simplest... The simplest... Uh, it's already happening. Yeah. The simplest metric you can go with is rule number one of being a Sonic fan. Every Sonic game ruins someone's childhood, and one day <laughs> it will be your turn. <laughs> oh. Yep. I used to be... I used to be with It, and then they changed what It was. <laughs> and now it's different and scary. One day it'll happen to you, too. Like, I'll leave, I'll leave a beer these, on the poor tree, guys, lockers. when you come out and exhausted. I feel like the right, grandparents so sh- waiting for their kids to see how shitty their own kids are. God Shall damn it, we do I just, the ranking. I just wanted uh, the next Sonic game to 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 uh, to make me care. Nick, how I just much... want the next Sonic game to make me come. <laughs> they all do that for me. But anyway, but Nick, how much older and more jaded are you? I need to, I need to have a timeline for when I'm going to hate myself. You're already there, <laughs> buddy. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> oh god no we're not that di- we're not that different you and i <laughs> shall we each go around the table and give our number eight pick that or... i was gonna say like this is gonna be a little bit of a challenge for me um i think we're we're probably gonna debate a little bit about our our number ones i mean i've already written mine down and everything i've got mine like, written down too i want to I'm gonna, I'm gonna go by you guys then uh what what are you putting at your eights it's going to be hard to go around the table if one that's literally sitting in the middle hasn't written his down. Of course I haven't written I'm gonna, mine down. You I'm gonna, uh, I'll give my number eight real quick. My number eight is the fucking Mother Wisp. What just order are I, we doing this in? So Cirrus goes eight, first. Yeah, we're go, we'll, just, we'll just go me, we'll go Pep, then we'll go Wayne, then we'll go Nick, because Nick apparently is an indecisive little bitch. That is so <laughs> difficult, but okay. I haven't so written it down either in Nick's defense. <laughs> and that is the exact reason why I'm doing it's it in because, that This is why I wasn't caring about the ranking. Now. They're all the same fucking thing over and over and over again. That's why. No, they're not. Like, think about it. Just think. Okay. So, <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. I, my, num- my number eight is the fucking Mother Wisp, because I, I just don't care about this thing. I just don't give a shit about it. Okay, cool. My number eight is Metal Overlord, because while I do give a semblance of a shit about him, they managed to take Metal Sonic and make him lame, and that's just a massive fucking feat. Wow. That is also my number eight pick, uh, is uh, Metal Overlord, because I'm like, I don't really give a shit about the Mother Wisp. However, I do give a shit about Metal Sonic, and it's like... It's one thing if you give me a bland, stupid final boss fight that doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things, but it's another one if you if you make it out of a, a legacy character that I love. So it's like, yeah, you know. Oh, Wayne, we had the same pick. Come here and give me a wet kiss. So let me oh, let me jump in on that, that wet kiss too, because I'm just gonna jump on you guys there. Oh god. Um <laughs> most of these guys Are I, you... I don't give a shit about. I just don't. But Metal Overlord is the only one where I was actively very irritated the first time I played that game. And that's for the reasons Wayne said. I was very upset with the lack of all the potential I had leading up to this point. And with my favorite Sonic villain, it was 
it was deeply offensive to me, especially with a concept that we'd done two times over at this point and way better. So yeah, Metal Overlords at my bottom of my list too. All right, Cyrus, you're up. I my number seven is it's gonna have to be the Time Eater. I just mm. this was such a, this was such a fun concept to me when it was when it was like teased for generations, and then by the time I completed generations, I just stopped caring about this thing. It's a it's a concept that I think a lot more stuff could be done with a better writing staff. But as it stands, I don't know if it's canonical that Eggman's just not that fucking creative with this guy, or if it's that the writers were not that fucking creative with this guy, and therefore Eggman is that bad with this thing. I just don't... I think there's a lot more things you could do with this besides just Sonic goes through other levels that now we know actually still fucking exist, so there was no point to do it this way. I'm with you. Chemical plants... Chemical plant and Green Hill still exist in Sonic's canon. Why do we need time travel to go back to these fucking places? To be fair, that's not something <laughs> to blame on Sonic Generation so much as it's forces. But yes, I, I get you. <laughs> My number seven pick is the corrupted Mother Wisp because uh, she's a girl. No. Um, <laughs> Misogyny in my Sonic game? Because women bad. No, um, basically, um, it's shoehorned in at the last minute. It's not really got any actual purpose. And um, she's a fat fuck. What can I say? Um, yeah, no, I just, I don't care. I, I don't give a shit about the Mother Wisp. Uh, mine's Overlord. Okay. Or not Overlord, the Time Eater. Uh, the order has gone. Yeah, my my number seven is going to be Time Eater. Yeah, we all agree. We all agree except Pup, but we still kind of agree. <laughs> Fuck Time Eater. All right. It just it barely even counts, you know. Like it it almost was a kaiju, and then it made a shitty boss fight. Especially when we had time travel me mechanics at play in Sonic stories prior to this point, that really could have played into the nostalgia and the celebration of everything going on. Um. Again, like overall, I'm fine with the overall narrative of Generations, but the more I look back on it, the more mispotential I see, and that's definitely one of them. So that's my seven. Sirius, number six. My number six is Black Doom. He's he's higher than Time Eater and Mother Wisp because unlike them, interesting things are done around him as a character. But I still don't like him. For the reasons that you've previously mentioned, in my number six spot is the Time Eater. Um, he goes above Metal Overlord, obviously, because he didn't take a cool concept and make it lame. He kind of did, but like it's less of a time-worn thing. And uh, same goes for like Mother Wisp. I just, you know, I don't give a shit about Mother Wisp. Whereas I can kind of get a little bit of a semi on for Time Eater. Okay. Uh. Yeah, yeah, because my uh my like number yeah, it's number six, I believe, uh would be yeah. the the mother wisp where it's just like uh Um I, I put it above Time Eater if only because like I, again I've I've already done my little spiel about how I feel about Eggman at the end of colors, but it's just like I thought that uh like a mother alien wisp thing kind of was a fitting idea. And I was a little I was actually very surprised to find out because I played the DS version before I ever played the original. And uh, I was really surprised to find out that this, it just didn't exist in the uh, the main console port because um, I was just like, I don't know, it's a neat idea. They don't do a lot with it, but it's a, it's an okay idea, I guess. I'm uh, so we're in the middle section here, and we need to keep this in mind. 
this is probably going to change as I go through and play these games again. A lot of this is going by memory. But for right now, in this moment, I'm going to give that six spot to Solaris. I don't like the design. I don't like anything about it, really. Um, I I think the, the parts of it are much more interesting. Iblis has a stupid name, but it's like a fiery chaos, which is cool to me. Mephilis is just Shadow again, but damn if it's not a cool character and a cool concept. But the overall package, when it all comes together, is severely disappointing to me. So I, uh, I'm i putting that one there for me. Zerus, bring us into number five, please. I think for me, number five is going to have to be Dark Gaia. I like Dark Gaia's concept a lot. He is he, It is in the middle of the road area now where, like... I there's not much more you could have done with this character because it's not a character. It's more of an idea. It's just the inner darkness in multiple people. And maybe it's just the the Final Fantasy fan in me that sees something like this and goes, ah, yeah, I'd like to kill that at level 99. Um, so I don't I don't mind him like he's he's a nice middle of the road for me. I also like seeing Eggman desperately try to manhandle this thing throughout the story and just fucking fail. Uh. Okay, so for me, uh, my fifth place pick is uh, Black Doom. Because, I mean, I don't really know much about Black Doom, to be honest. It's been a hot minute since the last time I touched Shadow the Hedgehog. Oh, but I did enjoy touching Shadow the Hedgehog. But, like, uh, Black <laughs> Doom, uh, yeah, he's just kind of fucking boring, really, isn't he? Like, yeah. yeah. Wayne? Yeah, my, my, uh, my next pick would actually be Solaris. Um... Because I'm just like, it's a neat idea. The last thing it belongs in is a, is a Sonic game, just based off the way it was handled. And, like, he is more compelling to me than many other, you know, Sonic villains, but it's also, it's just like, what the hell were they doing? Were they okay when they were writing this? <laughs> uh, like, they were, they remember what they were making this for, right? And it was just like, Jesus. Um, so... Yeah, no, that'd be Solaris for me. These are going to be the interchangeable ones uh, at this point. Five, I, uh, the jellyfish, because why not? There we go. There you go. Fucking mm -hmm. boom. There we are. Was that the mother uh, Yeah. Yeah. Ah, okay. I guess Solaris. that puts us at, at, at number four. Number four for me is Metal Overlord. Metal Overlord would be much lower for me if it were not for how he was handled in IDW. I I really like I really enjoyed that last fight in IDW, especially some of the silly things they did with like, hey, we're fighting this thing literally in the sky. Go ahead and grab this random shit from Sonic Riders to make this possible. Like, there's just there's just neat ways they played around with that. And I know that it's it's cheating a little bit because it's more the ways that this was handled in and in how people are dealing with this monster than like the monster himself, but had it not uh, been for the way that was handled in IDW, I really would have had to drop Metal Overlord down way I, lower. I would argue that's completely valid. I mean, just look at how much better the uh, the Star Wars prequels are to look back on now that there's supplemental material to uh, to actually like help elevate them. Yeah. They're not great movies on their own, but with that other material, that it does it does help make them them uh, stick in our minds a little bit nicer. It's yeah, with like the with the Clone Wars series and shit to to bridge gaps and stuff. Yeah, no, exactly. You're right. I mean, yeah, dude, yeah, my, it's um... always a satellite material for these larger, badly told stories that kind of 
piece this skeleton together. You know, it's my yeah, fourth place pick is Solaris, just because, as has already been said, Mephilus is the much more interesting half of this character, and like, yeah, it does lose something as soon as the two merge because it gets less intimidating. Obviously, there's a destructive force to it, but it's kind of like I kind of wish that Solaris had the same level of character as uh, Mephilus did. But uh, yeah, as far as things go, he's all right. Wayne? Uh, for my number four... Sorry, I'm, I didn't physically write this down. I'm just kind of going off of the uh, the list. Um, I would say the next one would be Black Doom for me. Uh, it, I, I'm kind of surprised I didn't put him lower, but at the same time, it's like... He was a he was a proactive villain. He did shit. He was on the he was boots on the ground a lot of the time and he was actively screwing around with Shadow and I mean as much as I think he's a really stupid character, he he did stuff like he was uh probably one of the most active villains outside of Eggman in the whole series. I think him and Mephilus probably are tied for the amount that they they actively fucked with the cast. Yeah. Um Mine's Dark Nick. Gaia for four. That's more because, again, like I need to properly play through Unleashed. So I think that's probably going to change in the future. But for right now, with the information I do have, um, just wasn't blown away by this just because I was it's kind of indifferent to the whole concept by the time Unleashed rolled around. So it's just more out of exhaustion than more than anything else that he's he's at number four. So yeah, take that take that with a bit a bit of salt there. That's okay. We know Serious. you're salty, Nick. <laughs> Bring us to <laughs> Nick Milk. No. <laughs> it is very is there salty. Salt in... <laughs> there is salt in Nick Milk confirmed. Um, so I think for me, number three has to be Solaris, and it would be it would be higher. But I have a so I as I already mentioned with Dark Eye, I have a I have a kind of weakness for villains that look like they should be Final Fantasy boss fights. Like I just. I grew up on, you know, Final Fantasy seven, eight, nine. So like seeing that kind of stuff rendered, even in a Sonic game, I have I have a I have a weakness for those designs. Um, not to mention Mephilus is probably my favorite Sonic villain that's that we've seen throughout the series. So like the fact that Mephilus is literally his conscious mind, if more of that were present in the Solaris design, then maybe he would be higher for me. but. Solaris is at three because because of and in spite of Mephilus and his design for me. That's that's where he has to be for me. Okay. Okay. That throws over um, to Pup. For my third place pick, I went with Bio Lizard. Um because I I just think he's pretty cool. Uh but I don't have much else to say about him. Like his place in the story is really what kind of defines him. Fair enough. Um, Wayne, I think it's your um, turn. Uh, yeah, that that'd be me. Uh, so yeah, I'd say uh, also yeah, number. Uh, it's Wallace <laughs> to you, motherfucker. Uh, so it's the... <laughs> yeah, number three for me would also be the the bio lizard. I just find him memorable. Um, he's got one of the best boss tracks out of the whole series. Uh, when you fight him, the shadow. And I thought that whole, like, location that you fight him in for the first time was super intimidating. He comes out of nowhere, yes, but I loved the fight. And uh, I don't know, something about it was really haunting to me, almost. It's just, like, the bastardization of science taken to this, uh, 
somehow we ended up with a hedgehog after we had giant doomsday lizard. I don't know how the hell that works, but he was cool. I liked it. I, I, I don't know. I like the bio lizard. I also like the weird noises he makes. That's the only justification I got. The tiger sounds. Yeah, yeah. Why does he sound like a cat? Doesn't make no sense, but I like it. <laughs> He'd be a good pet. I need I need I need to get Yara to draw me a pet bio lizard. <laughs> My three, well, Nick, and it's more you. just because I, I, I forced nowhere else to, to put this thing. It feels like it should be down a little bit lower. There were some parts of me that was trying to figure out why I appreciate any part of Black Doom. Part of it is because of the Archie comics and like what, what the overall species means and everything. And again, I felt like the whole game had the, the appropriate level of, of stress and chaos going on if for an alien invasion throughout the world. Um... That said, somebody in our comments said this, and I'm not going to repeat the name on here, not the full name, but uh, Tamioka, we'll just leave that part in there, said Black Doom looks like he's based off the villain from Nights into Dreams, and he very much does, and I think that's why it resonated with me as as much as it did. Mm. Uh, looks like the final yeah. final boss from, from Nights, which I definitely appreciate. Got that good old-fashioned Sega design in there, and... Uh, yeah, and then it's more because I didn't have anywhere else to place it more than anything else. Because when it comes to this list, there's like insulted by Overlord. The rest are going to be interchangeable until I, you know, properly play through those games again. And then the other two I hold up in a much higher regard compared to everything else on this list. So that's that's kind of where Black Doom falls for me. Yeah, the highest Black Doom is any of us, but that's again, like you said, because of Archie. Just like Metal Overlord's higher for me because of IDW. Yeah, and again, like I think a part of it is because um I I need to properly give Unleash its its time in the sun and moon. But um you know, like I'm I'm really genuinely looking forward to playing Shadow of the Hedgehog again, unleashed thoroughly all the way through. Like I I mean that's why I don't like you know definitively say this game's good or bad or whatever, because I haven't played them in, in like thoroughly in years. And I think colors showed me while I still have mixed feelings about the game overall, like properly playing through it all over again, definitely showed me a lot more highs and lows. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that for not only the games, but for their end villains as well. I think that puts us at uh, our number two spot, right? Mm-hmm. Number two for me is bio lizard. I'm, I'm going to be honest, whenever I play through Sonic Adventure 2 again, there's only a couple scenes in the dark story that allude to him. But I do like the tease we get of him on like the newspaper when Rouge is showing it to Shadow and shit like that. Like, I like the way BioLizard's teased. I like the fact that we fight him in a synthetic echidna shrine area. I, I know that he's silly and goofy, but fighting him to the tune of live and learn is like, it, it's my entire fucking childhood. It really is. So like, yeah, he doesn't say anything. He doesn't do anything. He exists solely as a as a means to an end to give a shadow, even within the concept con uh, confines of the plot. But I like the plot of adventure too, and he's a huge thing where that's concerned. So yeah, he's my number two. My number two is chaos. Um, for you know, kind of the aforementioned reasons, he's just cool. Um, cool water dude. Yeah. Wayne? Number two for me is actually going to be Dark Gaia. Um, uh, so I, I I don't know. It's like I 
Sonic Unleashed is not a game that I've gone back to to replay, but I've never been able to erase that fight from my mind. There's so many phases to it. It feels like a, an encounter that stacks on top of itself constantly. It's probably one of the most cinematic and exciting conclusions to a Sonic game I've ever seen, and I wish we could get something that was on that same level. Um, between going into this, uh, you're actually, as Sonic, just running through these uh, collapsing ruins everywhere, then you get to actually control this, like, punch-out boxing fight, then you go supersonic and fight this horrible, like, Lovecraftian horror creature. Awesome! Like, it's so cool. There's not a whole lot of, uh, of video game like final boss battles i can put on that level and the music dear god it is so good so whether or not i've gone back to replay sonic unleashed in its entirety very often that is a uh that is a fight that has always stuck with me i i love dark gaia uh, just as a concept i just think it's really neat there you go um my number two is uh same as Cirrus. it's gonna be bio lizard um yeah, the, the plot doesn't really revolve around it, but the importance of it in terms of iconic Sonic moments, what it means for Shadow's story, I don't think can be understated. And while they only allude to the actual creature itself a couple times, it makes sense for everything you see in in the core of the arc and these artificial chaos and just these it, it goes beyond like the mechanical. I think that's what Adventure did super well is uh we go beyond robots and we see this disgusting, terrifying merger of mechanics and actual biological life and what it represents in terms of shadow, the ugliness within shadow, the darkness within him and have that kind of manifested like this is what you're trying to do to the earth and you need to be the one to you know, atone for your sins and, you know, cancel it out is is a very very powerful moment very amazing i i love the ending of adventure 2 and i don't think it would have gotten there without the inclusion of the bio lizard and its connection to shadow um should a kid it could have been expanded on a little bit yeah but um just how i feel that perfect chaos is a a brilliant counterbalance to supersonic i think the bio lizard is the perfect perfect parallel to to shadow and his entire narrative so i, I i'm gonna put that at number two for me yay we agree on something oh hot damn <laughs> <laughs> go on in, sir, it, what's your number one pick it's no surprise it's the last thing here it literally is the one sonic character i've done an entire video on it's chaos it's chaos yeah there's an entire there's an entire civilization's worth of lore surrounding the effect that this one character had on the echidna tribe like ignoring other stuff like uh the fact that i was like giddy as shit that he was reintroduced as a character in sonic battle because of the the threat that was shown in the at the end of that game like there's not only do i love his design it's really fun to play around with like what would happen if we took not just the chaos emeralds, but if we took other different special gems that are in Sonic's universe and put them into perfect chaos, what kind of different forms could we get from this character? Like there's almost an infinite number of possibilities that you can do with his design over and above the fact that 
he is a tragic fucking character. When you go back in time and you see the interactions he has with the call and stuff like it's he's not a bad thing, but bad things happen to him. And then he can only respond with violence. And it's sad and it makes him really fucking compelling. So my number one pick, I get the feeling I'm going to be the dark sheep of the bunch. But <laughs> what else is new is Dark Gaia because cool, scary monster. Ooh, <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> I've already talked enough about it. Just yeah. Dark Gaia. Wayne. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is three out of four. Uh, it's perfect chaos. Uh, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, uh, he is. I, I really like water Thanos. I think he's really, uh, <laughs> just like the, the most intimidating force in the Sonic universe. And it, it is great that it comes from a, a source that isn't altogether bad. It's, it's something a little dynamic. It's something complicated. Uh, I love the origins. I love that there's architecture in these temples and everything. You have to piece together this little mystery. I don't know. Perfect Chaos, to me, just cannot be topped. It is so good. My number one, of course, is uh, Perfect Chaos as well. Um, in terms of all of these creatures, none of them would happen without the success that was the story of Chaos. Um... All these other creatures, um, if they're not, you know, forced to be this thing by by Eggman, I think Mother Wisp is about it. And again, it's as dismissive as it is for for very good reasons. But there's a full story being told by this creature that never once utters a single word. It it plays out beautifully, um, as far as I'm concerned. He remains a threat the entire time. The focus always remains on the threat of him. He doesn't appear just out of nowhere at the end of the game. And it's this beautiful counterbalance to what... I mean, I did a whole video talking about this. Like, here's what chaos can look like in its pure, violent form. And here's what it can look like when handled by Sonic the Hedgehog. And seeing these two forms clash with each other was, was amazing. Um, narratively, it it it's the best out of all of them as far as i'm concerned it doesn't have the scale of breaking apart the world or crashing a whole satellite into the planet or it doesn't it's not as powerful as a lot of these other entities on here but it doesn't need to be though that's right and that's the thing it i've i've never once felt the same wow factor as i did for sonic adventure 1 and I think ever since then, through a lot of these games, they were just trying to recapture that moment. And the only time they ever got close to it was the second game where they just completely shifted its focus onto the more interesting antagonist, which was Shadow. So Chaos takes it away from me uh, by, by a country mile. So, yeah. So now, shall we do the Super Chats? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, yes, we should. Alright, so we got Woo! quite a bit of a scrolling up to do. Uh, okay, so uh, let's go around the table. It begins at uh, 6.47, with the first one being from Sonny, um, who sends uh, $2.79 Canadian. Giant Zavok is the best kaiju. <laughs> I mean, there it is. And there's the actual secret number one. He did literally throw zombies at people. 
in IDW. <laughs> yeah. He was actually he... really cool in at the end of the Metal Virus saga. Yeah. Yeah. No, I God damn it. Can that stop being a thing? Can it stop being that like, man, this thing was such a fucking disappointment. But in IDW, that's why I don't want to dismiss <laughs> anything anymore. I don't want to dismiss anything as much as I hated 06 or anything else, dude. Like you give it to a talented writer who's like, yeah, but there's a lot of fun ideas you could play around with here. Then you get something really fucking cool. And I just can you imagine if Sega actually allowed him to use Infinite or Mephilus or Black Doom, which they literally do not allow him to do? Holy shit. Which yeah. So, Nick, get the next cool. one. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's just AKA Shodan with five bucks. Didn't say anything, but Shodan, we always appreciate your patronage. Thank you. Thank you, Shodan. Cyrus? Yeah, next one is that Jordo with <laughs> 666. Thank you very much. We have some B emojis with fun is infinite. And there is no better way to cap off a Halloween special than that. Sure isn't. So right. next up. Uh, so the next one is Otis Small uh, with $5. Salutations, tis I, thine boy. <laughs> oh, shit, it's, oh, shit, it's that boy. What up? Oh, shit, it's fine boy. <laughs> How's it going? Here he comes. Uh, it's a good message. I like I that. I love that's, that anytime I stream, cool. he just shows up. Hey, it's your boy. Like, that's how we first started off. I was like, I guess, I guess he's my boy. All right, cool. He's just been so elaborate every time. Thank you, Otis. There he comes. Here he comes. So that Jordo sends $5 and says, I'd love to somehow see a perfect chaos versus dark guy kaiju battle. No idea what context that would even appear in. Maybe prime, but it sounds fun. Yeah, man, that would be cool as hell. Hate. Um, it's a, it sounds fun. LOL. Now it Ugh. it should be noted that I mean, if we had this conversation, I I think we're all pretty much in agreement. Dark guy wins that hands down, right? Yeah, yeah he's more this, powerful. But this feels like one of those. This feels like one of those things that like they pull perfect chaos out as a desperate uh, stopgap. Right. Uh, but pub. Um, you you know the ending of Unleashed better than I do. Does Supersonic stop Dark Guy by himself, or does he need the help of uh, Chip to do it? He kind of? Like, Chip kind of restrains Dark Guy for a bit, while Sonic then destroys all his one-eyed snakes, and then Sonic flies into his eyeball. So, I, think, I guess what I was getting at is, uh, even though Dark Guy is this otherworldly dark being that, you know, exists in the core of the planet, um, he is technically stopped by the power of the Chaos Emeralds, which is what fuels perfect chaos. And while both have been defeated by Supersonic, is there potentially the argument that perfect chaos could at least hold its own against Dark Guy? I think it's more the brute force. I, I think perfect chaos could have a semblance of a... He could certainly hit him quite hard, but like I don't think he'd necessarily win that. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he wins the fight. I think it's one of those things where like... Dark Gaia comes back and Sonic does not have the assistance of Chip, but we know from the events of Sonic Battle that when shit hits the fan, Chaos uh, Chaos Cannon will come back for various like various interludes. So like having to have perfect chaos work as a substitute for the for the Gaia Temple mech would be the way that I would see that working. We're like, yeah, perfect chaos isn't gonna be able to beat 
Dark Gaia at any point. But with a little bit of help, he probably could manage it. If it was like Supersonic and Perfect Chaos teaming up, that'd be fucking crazy. That would be that would be that would be the way that I would envision that fight almost. Yeah. I mean, I know Chamix, I know Ch- Perfect Chaos is a lot smaller, but he's made up by water. I mean, there's no reason like, he can't he could, size him up. He could literally it. he could he's literally suck versatile. up the water. Yeah. Damn. I don't I don't think he would win cuz again like when it comes to Dark Gaia, like the only way you can beat it, or the only way Chaos has a chance at all is with the power of the Chaos Emeralds. Like if that dissipates, I mean that it's screwed one way or the other. And all it takes is all it takes is a couple of brain shots and, you know. Yeah. That's not going to work out very well. Uh but it's like it's not impossible. I think that with a with a good writer you could make that a very exciting fight and you could even make it tragic like just watching perfect chaos not in genocide mode getting beat down while it's desperately trying to stall. How heartbreaking would that be to watch if the if the right team handled it? That'd be crazy, dude. So Wayne, you got the next one. Uh yeah, so Boogie Owell oh uh with $2. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, our pup, not you, pup, is back. She's doing fine. That's great I'm to hear. To hear it. Yeah. Thank you I'm for giving us the that. update from last week. Yeah. Yeah. I've been waiting to to congratulate that. Is we were looking forward to hearing one way or the other. So I'm not looking forward. You know what I mean. I'm not going to dig this hole any deeper. I'm happy your your pup's doing okay. So um, the next one, Smacko sends five. Penises. <laughs> just <his> pen. Um, a solar flare hit South America and killed my electricity. Whoa! Missed half of the show, Jesus but anyway, Christ. you have some pen. Do you guys hear that? For the pen. Yeah, we, I do. That was an airplane. I cannot believe how close I got to my house. Woo! Holy almost that died. Shit. Anyway, sorry. Solar flare okay, hit so... South America and killed my electricity. Yeah, I almost got killed by a fucking plane. <laughs> wow, so way to way to one up Smacko, you dick. Yeah, it's not a fucking contest. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ, what the fuck is wrong with Someone's you? Fucking overcompensating, Jesus. Oh, Mister right, SP. So... There we go. Sent us ten dollars. Metal Overlord was such a disappointment to me. Metal Sonic is teased throughout the story, but in the end, we get a big bulky, big bulk ugly pinata that everybody gets a turn smacking around well yep yeah and that yeah. and when you beat it chaos emerald candy comes out <laughs> yay it's about to get bombed <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah all right so we all wrapped up for today's episode then? i think we are we've gone quite a long time today almost at two and a half hours here yeah and there's a halloween party downstairs i want to attend sorry but like yeah no. That's fair. Uh, Wayne, you either <laughs> need to get some rest or get back to editing, I'd assume. Um, oh, I absolutely need to get back to work. <laughs> yep, and I uh, definitely do as well. Uh, if you guys didn't know, I, I quit my job. I'm only a couple days into it, but I am I'm now a technically a full-time content creator, so I better create some content. So I'm going to go get that done. Ooh-woo. But in the meantime, if you want to see more of us, if you're not a fan of any of us on YouTube, I don't know what you're doing here, but you can go check me out at Game Apologist. I've got some crap out. Cirrus is currently on his subathon. Uh, what hour are you on? So there's 117 hours to go, 
we are nine days and 21 hours in. So in in three hours, it will be day 11. Jesus Christ, dude. It will be it will be day 11. We have had to reset my computer three times during this. We've had to restart the stream every morning uh, because it just keeps on breaking. Luckily, one of my fans uh, programmed me a timer that exists outside of my stream so I can actually reset if things have to break and it still keeps counting regardless. So that's really helpful. Fair enough. Wayne is uh, working like a crazy man on his Metroid month. I know there are other Metroid months happening right now, but his is obviously the best. And I'm not even saying that just to be a nice boy. It's been amazing so far, Wayne. And looks like you're working on your Dread review right now. Is that right? I am. Um, on, it is uh, somehow. Um, I wasn't anticipating this, but it is going to be the longest video out of the ones I've worked on this month. Uh, I may have to make some concessions here to leave placeholder images and stuff in lieu of actual edited clips for certain areas in order to get the Patreon early uh, access out later today. Um, I, I, I'm hoping that should at least give me a little bit. Um, I'll still have more time to work on it uh, w with a little less stress knowing that I'm still getting it done um, when it's supposed to be and still getting it out there for uh for patreon supporters i don't like making that kind of concession but given the way that i structured this this a whole month um I, I simply can't avoid it that's how it goes sometimes man i think everyone's gonna be very supportive we want to see you know finish strong with this so do what you gotta do man yeah if you haven't seen the rest of his stuff uh he's been putting out metroid reviews every single week this past month and they deserve more views so definitely go give them Give him a watch. Pup, yeah, you've been can... putting out a lot more content recently. I have. Yeah, I've been uh, putting putting some shit out on the internet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as, um, <laughs> obviously, as, you know, things like um, the Spider-Man No Way Home and stuff draw ever nearer, there's a lot more to say on different news topics that are coming. Um, and, um, yeah, like, the channel's going well. We just hit 60K. Um, I'm taking part 70K. in the QC's initiative as well, um, which is, you know, a really cool thing. I think it was set up by Mr. Beast, but it's like the goal is to pull uh, 30 million pounds of trash out of the ocean and every dollar raised gets one pound of trash out of the ocean. So definitely go check that out. Um, and yeah, that's kind of what's going on at the moment. Um, but yeah, that's that's me. Save them sea turtles. Not remotely joking about that. I love them very much. Make it happen. <laughs> Shadow is a yogurt. So mail. far, nineteen k dollars has been raised, and it just started. I think ten minutes ago. So nice, yeah. very cool. Yeah, Knuckles should have a green colored form. He did. You can thank Penders for that. Yep. Uh, yeah. All right, that's gonna cover it for today, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us here at Sunset City. Uh, next week we'll get back to some less Halloweeny stuff. We'll discuss it off air here about what we're gonna do next, but. Hope to see you then. If you're not subscribed to us, please do. Um, once I'm done with this video and my upcoming marathon, um, I'm going to hone in on getting us all updated in terms of Apple and everything else. I'm very sorry for that massive, massive delay, but that is, on again, on the top of my things. And now that I don't have a very demanding job on top of everything else, things are going to smooth out quite, quite nicely. So hope to see you guys in the future. But until then, 
Uh, happy holidays.